The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. And a Pat unleashed on Twitter. Uh Okay, so President Trump said yesterday that he's worried that any sta- any statements that he makes under oath could be used to bring perjury charges against him as part of the probe uh, into Russia's electoral interference. Uh, not if your statements are truthful. In an interview with Reuters, <clears throat> Trump echoed the concerns of his top lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliani, who has warned that any sit-down with Mueller could be a perjury trap. The president expressed fear that investigators could compare his statements with that of others who've testified, such as FBI Director James Comey, and that discrepancies could be used against him. So if I say something and he, Comey, says something, and it's my word against his, and his be- he's best friends with Mueller, so Mueller might say, well, I believe Comey. And even if I'm telling the truth, that makes me a liar. That's no good. Well, that's not how perjury would work. They'd have to prove that you were lying. There would have to be some evidence that you were lying. It can't be just somebody else said it, said something other than you. I, I, I don't buy that concern because you'd have to be proven to be a liar. They wouldn't just take Comey's word against yours and say, okay, we're going to charge you with perjury. Despite his concerns, Trump did not comment on whether he would ultimately agree to an interview. Uh, Just so tiresome. This is stretched on now for 19 months. 19 months. Really the entirety of the Trump presidency. He also declined to say whether he might strip Mueller of his security clearance as he did last week to former CIA director John Brennan who had repeatedly criticized uh, Trump's handling of foreign policy. He said, I haven't given it a lot of thought. Um, but uh, Trump, sa- Trump said uh, that his administration is a smooth-running machine, <laughs> except in that world. Uh, and I've decided to stay out of it. I guess that's the probe world. Now I I don't have I don't have to stay out. I can go in and I could do whatever. I I could run it if I want. But I decided to stay out. I'm totally allowed to be involved if I wanted to be. So far I haven't chosen to be involved. I'll stay out. So that's probably a good idea. Hmm. Now the lead investigator, the Republican, uh the chairman of the committee came out yesterday and said so far there's absolutely not a shred of evidence of Russian collusion with Trump in the election. So that's that's pretty solid. And he said he's got to be thorough because when people look back, um, it'll be on him if something you know comes to light that they didn't bring to light. So they're being they're trying to be really thorough because he he doesn't doesn't want to get bitten by that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. They have kind of given uh, Mueller an ultimatum that he, he needs to be done 
by around the first of September, first week or second week in September, or I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they'd fire him if he's not done by then. Who knows? Uh, Also yesterday, the president said uh, Phil Mudd is in no mental condition to have a security clearance. (laughs) This is fun stuff right here. (laughs) This is fun stuff. Um. We we played it for you uh, yesterday, I believe. Do we do we still have that? Yeah, is that on? It's on video. The and, CNN thing. Yeah. Uh, so he and pro Trump commentator Paris Denard are kind of battling uh, back and forth. Um and uh and Phil Mud, I mean Mud is literally his name literally is Mud. Uh huh. Phil Mud. <laughs> to tell you a lot right there. His name literally <laughs> is Mud. When his mom uh, said to him, your name is going to be mud, mud, it already was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That works on two fronts. <laughs> That's what we call a twofer. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, loses his noodle on uh, CNN yesterday or the day before, and uh, Paris Denard keeps his composure the whole time. Uh, watch this. A lot of these people that have these security clearances, and this is the secret in, in, in the swampy Washington, D.C., they have them and they keep them because it's profitable for them after they leave government. Because if you have a security clearance, especially high-level security clearances, your contracts and your consulting gift pay you a lot more money because of the access that you have. I hope the president continues to do this, and I hope he adds Omarosa to the list, because if she has a clearance, she too, because of her actions, uh, should have it revoked. Well, I don't know if I'd put Amoroso in the same category of the 75 people who signed those letters, but Phil Mudd, I imagine you want to react. Profitable Paris, when I am requested to sit on an advisory board, let me ask you one question. How much do you think I'm paid to do that at the request of the U.S. government? Give me one answer and you got 10 seconds. How much? I'll give, I'll ask you a question. How much are you paid for your answer the question. contracting gig? For for being a, for being I have a no contract with the U.S. government that pay money. I'm not ta- zero. And this is the thing. When I'm, I'm not talking when I'm about asked what the to offer advice field. to the U.S. government. Phil, I let's be honest. Zero. Phil, let's be That's honest. It. I'm not talking about your role with the federal government. I'm talking about oh, the contracting gigs that you get about from being a consultant and a contractor. The consulting firms that they form and that you all get is because you get more money when having a consult for having the security clearance. That Stop is acting like that doesn't happen. I have zero consulting relationships with the U.S. government. Zero. I'm not talking, Phil, that's a good talking point. I'm not talking about relationship with the government. I'm talking about in the private sector. When you have a security clearance have and you keep it. I have zero relationships with the private sector that involve my security clearance. Zero. I get well, zero dollars from consulting companies that deal with the U.S. government. Are we clear? Well, I will be clear in saying that everybody in Washington, D.C. knows if you don't want to be honest about it, that's on you. But if you have a security clearance and you keep it, you We're get done, more Jim. money to We're have done. it. We're done. Get out. It's not your show. So I'm saying right here. Don't be defensive about this. Don't be so defensive about this. Your voice is still here. You can still do whatever you want. But the politicalization of the intelligence community under this administration, with the people coming on here Mm. every day, tweeting and talking about this administration, you all have made it about politics, (laughs) not the president. Let's take a beat here for a second and and fill out. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's just your flat out fun right there. That is good TV. Yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, so Trump was watching this and he tweeted out, just watched former intelligence official Philip Mudd 
become totally unglued and weird <laughs> while debating <laughs> wonderful Paris Denard over Brennan's security clearance. Denard destroyed him, but Mud is in no mental condition to have such a clearance. Should be revoked? <laughs> <laughs> Way to make yourself a target, Mr. Oh, Mudd. Oh, man. Mud, who previously used the N-word on CNN? Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah, interesting. What that? I don't I know. That. I don't remember that. Huh. Uh, how is he still appearing on CNN, if that's the case? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. Don't lose sight of the fact in that tweet. Did the president, the guy who only tweets negative stuff about black people, did mm, he just compliment mm-hmm. a black man in a tweet? I thought that wasn't even possible. The wonderful Paris Denard. Of course, he's defending him, so he's wonderful. Of course, yes. Okay. He's wonderful. Gotcha. You know. uh, I'll try to find this uh, Philip Mudd thing. Yeah. That's, that's Use the N-word. How, how did you ever use the N-word and you survived that? Wow. And still appear on TV. Wow. But he does. Uh, he loses his mind over this payment thing. And really, everybody says that. Everybody says, well, that's that's why they keep their clearance is so that they can continue to make money because they, you know, are supposedly still somewhat in the know because they get these briefings. And so people are interested in their points of view and their advice, their analysis, and they get hired for certain jobs because of it. And so you're going to deny that and say that doesn't happen? And you don't make any money from security clearance? Come on. Please. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, the president pulls his security clearance now, too. Because he's in no mental condition to have it. I mean, based on that interview, yeah, you can kind of make that case. I'm, yes. The yeah. guy was unglued. I, I did find, and we'll try to get this... Uh taken care of here for the inward mention of uh, to say what context yeah he just uh he doesn't he was on with don lemon we'll play it later and he was just it's impossible to describe but he wasn't yelling it at someone let's put it that way it was in the context of something but he still well that usually doesn't matter yeah if a white person says it that should end whatever you know yeah but money stream you have you're just done yeah isn't that kind of where we are right now Mm mm-hmm but that did that didn't uh, work out that way for him, obviously. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, a little bit more from uh, President Trump. He <laughs> he said yesterday he expects a red wave in the midterms, and uh, talked about how he, his well his dislike for those assaulting ICE and the Border Patrol. Um, here he is talking about the red wave. I think we're going to do very well in the midterms, and this is one of the very big reasons. The fact is people respect law and order, and they love our law enforcement. And I think we're going to have much more of a red wave than what you're going to see as a phony blue wave. Blue wave means crime. It means open borders. Not good. We will not stand for the vile smears, the hateful attacks, and the vicious assaults on the courageous men and women of ICE and Border Patrol and law enforcement. We will protect those who protect us. The extremists who attack ICE and CBC Mm -hmm. like to portray themselves as champions of social justice. They are not. But their radical policies are the ultimate injustice, hurting innocent Americans and spilling innocent blood. People are dying 
because of their either lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, or just plain stupidity. He uh, eventually does something uh, at this at this little get together uh, that is somewhat questionable. Uh-oh. He calls up a border patrol agent, uh, a Hispanic border patrol agent, to to speak, and in the course of that, says this. That's great. Adrian, come here. I want to ask you a question. So, uh, how did you come here? Come here. You're not nervous, right? <laughs> Speaks perfect English. Come here. I want oh, to boy. ask you about that. 78 lives. You saved. Okay. Uh, Why do you mention that he speaks perfect English? <laughs> So that's the bone of contention that people have there. Well, why is he saying that? Just because the guy's Hispanic and doesn't speak English? Why, why is he saying there? I, I don't know. I don't know. But they're going to make it, you know, they're already making a big deal out of that. Uh, that, that because the guy is of Hispanic heritage, mm-hmm. that he had to mention <laughs> he also speaks English. Well, you know, chances are pretty good if he's a border agent, a U.S. border agent. Yeah, he's going to speak English. You would hope so, but... They also speak Spanish. The, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. Who knows what goes on in the mind of Donald Trump from time to time. 888 thirty-three right, let me tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Now, you may have heard heard a lot of us here talking about Brickhouse Nutrition, and I I was probably late to the game, uh, but once I finally tried it and used it for a while, I just fell in love with it. I really, really, really like it. Um, one, do you realize that one cup of chopped raw kale provides more than 100% of the recommended daily amount of vitamins, A and K? I didn't even know there was a vitamin K. Huh. What does that do? Oh, let's find out. For Good the things, the no doubt. Good things. So, anyway, green the the field of greens from Brickhouse Nutrition is the only way I even get these vegetables, including kale, in my diet. Every scoop provides you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic, boosts your immune system, and there's antioxidant power there too. What does uh, vitamin K do for us? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, it plays a key role in, in helping the blood to clot. Oh, I was just going to say It prevents that. excessive sure. bleeding. So you don't bleed to death. That's right. Vitamin That's, K. Seems important. Mm-hmm. All right. So you put one, one scoop in eight ounces of water, your favorite drink, whatever that might be. It's that easy, and it tastes great, and you're going to love this stuff. BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's a good look, Keith. Doesn't fit. Right so uh, it's just a little small. I'd say. Good lord! Ah, it's like taking my brain out with it. Mm. But hey, more on trivia is back. Uh, yes, two and a half weeks from now. Very exciting. Friday, September seventh at uh, what one p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. 
Uh, Venezuela's raising taxes. You know, this is, they're setting an example for the world. And I, I love this about them because uh, they just keep going down this rabbit hole. And uh, it's great how committed they are to, to their economic system. Their economy has been collapsing for several years due to a combination of falling oil prices and socialist policies. And it's gotten so bad that citizens uh, are having to eat out of trash bins. Not even the army has been immune to the problems. Um, Reuters reported the lack of food has caused soldiers to desert and leave the country. According to the International Monetary Fund, the country's runaway inflation could hit 1 million percent by the end of the year. Uh, A 2.4 kilogram, that's 5.3 pounds, According to this article, but who knows? I don't know how they figured that out because there's no way to know. Magic wand. So a little over five pounds of chicken currently costs 14,600,000 bolivars. Oh, yeah. Or in the United States, $2.22. I mean, that's unbelievable. That is incredible. 14,600,000 of their units... Are $2.22. Okay. So, in addition to lopping off the five zeros of the currency, which, you know, might make it look like the situation's improved on paper, but it doesn't do anything to actually fix the problem. Does nothing. No, but raising taxes will. Yes. And now they've increased taxes and hiked the minimum wage. Hiked the minimum minimum wage by 3,000%. They just keep screwing this up worse. This is, you know what? This is a SimCity gone bad. So, yeah. like when your yeah. society, when you have no money and you're in debt or whatever, you just, you know what? I'm just going to raise taxes for five years and there'll be two people left here. But you know what? It'll come back. No, it yeah. doesn't work. This is reality. And this is, this is horrible. I mean, seriously. I, I, I feel for those people down there. Oh, it's terrible um, for them. I, I, I read enough to know what's going on down there because a couple of the Braves players are from Venezuela. And so there's a lot of that stuff interspersed mm-hmm. with news about them. And it's just absolutely tragic, the stories that they tell about their families. Um, mm-hmm. That is a nation that is ready for a change at the top. And I don't know how – I, I do not know how in a, any kind of legitimate way – Maduro was reelected. I, I, yeah. I do not see that. That that is that has got fraud written. It's hard all to over believe. It. He also informed Venezuelans they'll no longer be able to pay low prices for gas. Mm-hmm. One of the few breaks that uh, this struggling population has had, still had. Venezuelans will now have have to register with the government and present their socialist ID card in order to get subsidies. That would prevent gas prices from being the same in the country as outside it, and. Uh, with a minimum wage that, as of July, was roughly a dollar a month, those prices make it you know, virtually impossible for the average Venezuelan to fill up a tank of gas. You can't, you just can't do it. But of course, now the minimum wage is going up three thousand percent. So that's. I mean, think about it. Mean, you just said a dollar a month, and yeah. you said chicken costs two twenty-two. Yeah. American. In other words, you make Mm -hmm. less in a month. uh, Not even enough to buy a chicken, a five pound chicken. It's just sick.
really amazing. So uh, uh, this the situation there is just getting worse and worse. But he's trying to assure Venezuelans that everything's under control. I want the country to recover, and I have the formula. He said, trust me. Trust you? Really? What? They've dollarized our prices. I'm petrolizing salaries and petrolizing prices. That refers to the pe- the petro, a Venezuelan government, government-backed cryptocurrency. Uh, although it's suffered from a lack of international faith in his government because they've got a failed government in a failed country. Also, while Maduro had initially planned to use the Petro to circumvent U.S. sanctions, uh, an executive order from Trump banned American citizens from using the Petro shortly after it was issued. We're going to convert the Petro into the reference that pegs the entire economy's movements, he said. So, I mean, they are really struggling. This is really a bad situation in Venezuela, and I I don't know if it's going to get... Any, it's it's just going to get worse before it gets better. So you've got the Venezuelan people who are suffering like crazy. And then you look at South Africa, where they are suffering like crazy. And the uh, South African government has decided, yep, okay, let's get started on uh, taking white people's farms from them. We're just going to we're just going to take their farms. Uh, that was outlined in this report. It has become patently clear that our people want the Constitution to be more explicit. This is the uh, leader of South Africa uh, telling them about how the people have made it really clear that uh, they want it to be constitutional for us to take white people's farms from them without compensation, by the way. About expropriation of land without compensation. Oh, nice. As demonstrated mm-hmm. in the public hearings. The okay. ANC will, through the mm-hmm. parliamentary process, finalize yeah. a proposed amendment to the Constitution that outlines more clearly mm-hmm. the conditions under which expropriation of land without compensation can be effected. <laughs> That's great. The Thank intention you. of this okay. proposed amendment uh-huh. is to promote redress, mm-hmm. advance economic development, sure. increase agricultural production and food security. Increase. Oh, I see. Increase food production. Hmm. With people who don't know how to farm? Yeah, I mean, that's hmm. that's what you do. Uh, okay. You, you, okay, so there's land where they're mm-hmm. growing crops. Yeah. You kick the people off the land that are successfully doing that. Yeah, and, and then you, you put people there who don't know what they're doing. So you got it. And then everything's fine, right? You fixed it. Everything's fine. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, they're just stealing the farms from the white people and giving it uh, to to blacks who don't know how to farm. They did this in Zimbabwe. And what happened? The entire country starved. That's what happened. I mean, I don't, if this is just vindictiveness, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face here. This is not going to work. And we'll play for you in a second. Um, This report, this uh, Australian news outlet that talks about South African farmers and how they've been brutalized. It's really, it's heart-wrenching. What, what, should we do to help South Africa? What can we do to help them? South Africa and Venezuela, or should we just stay out of all of it? 
it's a difficult situation now. And these are these are serious, serious problems that need to be addressed somehow by the world. Or are we just going to ignore what's going on and let them be slaughtered and killed and and take, have their farms taken from them? And in Venezuela, let an entire population to starve to death. Is that what you do? Ah, wow. It's brutal. It's tough. 888 More Pac Ray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, we were talking about the situation. I, honestly, I don't even I don't know what you do about it. I really don't know what kind of intervention stops the madness in South Africa. Sanctions, I guess. Uh, and what you do with Venezuela, where they're starving to death, and they just keep digging a deeper hole for themselves. Uh, but here is uh, an Australian news report. It seems like Australian news is the only, they're the only ones that are even paying any attention to what's going on in South Africa. And um, this shows you some of what's happening with the farmers there. The shots rang out. It was just bullets everywhere. It was a war zone. My husband said, no, please, my friend, just take what you want. You can take anything, just leave us alone. My little girl put up her hand and she said, but I've got a piggy bank. You can take my money. My husband said to them, please. And the one guy said, oh, just kill him, brother. And they shot him between the eyes in front of us. Our little boy was born five days after daddy's funeral. They came with an iron, you know, a normal clothing iron. They burned me on my leg, telling him that they're going to hurt me if he doesn't open the, the safe. And he tried again, and then they burned him on his back. I'm out of hospital, but he's still in ICU. shot two times here and once here in the neck and it went outside my head yeah you just feel that burning feeling and, and it's a halving impact this stuff is happening every day in my farms Man, that is, yeah, it's hard to look at. It's hard to know about. I mean, it's, uh, 
and the situation's getting uglier as their uh, as their leader, president of the com- country, is saying that yeah we're you know we're going to clarify in the Constitution where it's okay to take these farms without compensation. We're gonna that's what people want us to do, and so that's what we're going to do. <clears throat> so that's. That's what's going on. And then you got thieves that are already killing one or a couple of uh, farmers every week. Uh, so that slaughter continues. I mean, these are these are mm. right there with North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they're just at a different point in time where North Korea was 60 years ago. Uh, but I just keep thinking whenever I hear a story about South Korea and what's happening there is thank God 30 years ago they voluntarily gave up their nuclear program or else we could be talking oh, about a North yeah. Korea part two. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is absolutely horrific. And like you said, what what are we going to do there? Um, man, uh, the United Nations, boy, they are... Worthless. They are quite quiet. They're worthless. Quite silent on this. <laughs> I mean, anytime you really, you'd really like some action from an, from an organization like that, like okay, isn't this what you were set up to actually try exactly to take what care you were of? Created for <clears throat> this is exactly the situation that you're supposed to be dealing with, and they're not doing anything about it. I mean, they have no nothing problem spending all day, and and every time they get together, making sure there's a session where they can condemn Israel for trying to. That's exist. almost all they do. That's almost all they do. That is like their charter should just be. Uh, bad mouth Israel on the world stage. Make yep. it impossible for Israel to exist uh, in, in safety and harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got something blatant like this happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, then, we're not going to say much at all. Not a peep out of them. No. I, I haven't heard the UN talk about this at all. How, how, is this, how is the leadership of South Africa not being condemned right now? How do they not have sanctions uh, levied against them? I mean, well, again, they're too busy condemning Israel and and trying to do sanctions on Israel and trying to boycott Israeli products because Israel's the real threat here. The apartheid, and th- that's what they've actually called it, is apartheid in Israel against the Palestinian people. Meanwhile, you've got uh, uh, th- that happening against whites now. Is it any better if it happens against whites than it, it was happening against blacks? I don't th- think so. There is literally <clears throat> nothing that I am finding in a news search for United Nations in South Africa other than South Africa expressing condolences for the passing of Kofi Annan. Oh, wow. Jeez. I mean, what in the hell? Worthless. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, speaking of oppressive governments, um, Apple has just caved into China again, under fire from the state media there. They just said they'll remove illegal gambling apps from its app store in China, a move that could help quell the latest challenge for the American tech giant in in China. Um, They're talking about removing 25,000 apps because the Chinese want them to. They'd been criticized by the Chinese news outlets for not doing enough to filter banned content and applications. Um, Last month, they reported that Apple's App Store allowed illegal gambling apps disguised as official lottery apps, and 25,000 had been removed. Apple offers more than 1.8 million apps in China. 
according to the Ministry of uh, Industry and Information, Apple didn't confirm the number of apps it took down or when it removed them, but 25,000 would amount to about 1.4% of all the apps that they have available for China. And they, they occasionally clean up the app store, but uh, they don't normally do it at the behest of a government. <laughs> so it's great to see that they're caving into China and the Chinese demands. Well, they depend on China, right? Yeah, they do. To make their products? Yes, they do. So whatever you say. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the problem when you depend on China. Uh, you're going to have to bow to their demands like this. 888 uh, Let's go to uh, Craig in Canada. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honored to be on the phone because I've called in a lot of local television shows, but this is the first time I've called in at blaze, so um, I thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I've listened to you and, and Glenn Beck for a number of years based on you know all the history that he gives, mm-hmm. and i got to ask myself, I wonder for Venezuela if the only solution is, which I hope it doesn't happen, is that there's a violent revolution because mm-hmm. the people are so desperate and they gave their leader another chance. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do yeah. you think there's any other solution other than a violent revolution? Um, it's hard to imagine one at this point because things are so bad and so desperate there. And, and like you said, they put this guy right back in office. Either that... Or, uh, you know, there was massive corruption that put him back in office. Um, and really, I, I don't know anybody that was even monitoring. I, usually, when there's a question like this, and you've got a failed government like this, at least, you know, some of the Democratic and, and Republic states in the, in the world will go down there and monitor the election. They didn't even do that this time, yeah. to my knowledge. Nobody was doing that. Yeah, Jimmy Carter, I mean, have we checked on his health? I mean, normally he goes and makes sure <laughs> right? that evil dictators get reelected with no problem whatsoever. So I was surprised he wasn't down there making sure Maduro was elected. Appreciate the call, Craig. But I, as far as um, if they can pull themselves out of this, I don't think so. Uh, unless, like you said, it's violent revolution. And usually that doesn't turn out well. Usually the per- person who winds up in power after a violent revolution is a violent military dictator. So you don't want that. Or in the case of Turkey, where it was apparently tried, now may or may not have been tried, you've got Ergenan, who's just basically more powerful now, Mm -hmm. which is probably was set up by him in the first place. But to your Mm -hmm. point, yeah, whenever there's a violent revolution, someone either more violent comes into power or the person who's in power just gets more. Yep. And uh, America's the exception, thank God. So the the only thing that would maybe prevent that, I think, is a massive humanitarian effort on, be- on behalf of the rest of the world. And I don't see anybody mobilizing to do that. I, I don't see anybody uh, caring enough to mobilize an effort to do that. Not in Venezuela, not in South Africa. So kind of looks like the people in both countries are sort of on their own. Yeah, good luck, everybody. Good luck to you uh, in Venezuela for finding something to eat other than, you know, your cats and dogs that are running around in the streets. And uh, good luck to you white farmers in South Africa. Man, that's a tough one. Maybe you should get out of there while the getting's good. Actually, some of them are planning escape uh, routes out of the country. Uh, But we've been told by people who've been there that they can't escape. They can't get out. 
I don't know. It's just a, it's, and it's a tough situation to get involved in these in other people's conflicts all the time. I mean, I, I really have changed my mind on the United States getting enmeshed in everybody else's problems. Yeah, but this is the kind of thing that you know you might want to help somebody with. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion that if we are saying that we want our borders secure. Mm-hmm. then those are our borders. The borders of the United States don't stretch around the world. Because if they did, then we should be fine with everyone in the world coming here. So, you know, unless you have a, mm-hmm. a vested interest in the country, if the national interest is at stake, then stay out. Yeah. Um, it's just, unless unless the entire world wants to run under our constitution <laughs> we can't be sticking our nose in everything uh-huh. but at the same time that's where the united nations was set up right. to step in on occasions like this they've been stone cold silent so doesn't make any sense god bless the people of these countries um please i hope it works out um yeah and you talk about a worthless organization again is there anything more worthless than the united nations what is it that stupid organization does what do you do well if anything they 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 cause more problems than they than they fix (laughs) that's exactly what they do they just cause more problems triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three um let me tell you about earth water earth water is improving people's lives on a couple of fronts first of all they've got this 100 percent natural beverage that also puts much-needed missing nutrients back into your diet. Over 70 uh, trace minerals. It's really unique. It'll boost your energy level. It'll help rebuild your immune system, reduce stress level, improves your memory and focus, helps remove toxins from your body. It's it's just great stuff. And it just tastes like water, which is great. I love it. And uh, there's also a great opportunity to make some money here by becoming an affiliate of Earthwater. You'll be reserving your position in the network marketing tree with a direct-to-market model when they launch it later this year, and you'll establish yourself as an Earthwater brand ambassador and be in on the ground floor. Plus, Earthwater will pay you a 40% weekly commission on all orders placed by your customers. 40%. So if that sounds good to you and you'd like to get in on the ground floor here, to join Team Earthwater, go to theblaze.com. TeamEarthWater.com. Again, that's TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com. Join today at TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at uh, Pat Unleashed, where uh, the high level snarky McSnark face tweets. Apparently, security clearances are the new toy that the president has discovered he can play with. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, T.J. Toppin. Trump was impressed that that the border agent speaks perfect English because Trump does not. <laughs> that said, he felt he needed to mention it because it impressed him so much. <laughs> Uh, and from Evil Bubba Jojo, 
Robert Francis O'Rourke report. I've seen eight to ten bumper stickers on my daily drive through Houston so far. Uh, wow, does that put us at, <clears throat> where are we, 50? 50-ish votes statewide. 50 sightings. Oh, boy. Of Beto, the non-Hispanic O'Rourke. Uh, Heck of a guitar player, though, right? Is he? I don't know. Well, yeah, because he was in that band. He was in that punk rock band. And they were touring. That's right. That was really good, yes. <laughs> ching, 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 ching. That was terrible. We'll have to find that again. Oh, that yeah, we really, will. really, really bad. <laughs> um, and speaking of Beto, we got Ted Cruz on uh, with us in the third hour on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking to him about this race. Because uh, I get the impression that he's taking it pretty seriously now. Uh, and, you know, I guess you have to. It's a blue wave. There's a blue wave sweeping Texas. A blue wave. So we'll see if the blue wave is a thing or not. Uh, also, there's a, uh, a story that um, is interesting here with the... Um, oh, is the governor's race in Texas? We we have a, an actual yeah, Democrat I didn't running this. against... We uh, our great governor. I, I seriously has an opponent. Have not heard this name that's at what, all. That's it, what kind of stunned me because I didn't even know. <laughs> a, I didn't know that he was up again for re-election. Yeah. My, yes. Yes. I guess wow. so. But uh, my, so Greg Abbott uh-huh. is probably the greatest. He, well, he, he is the best governor that I've ever had in any state I've lived in. Great. Wouldn't you say Abbott is? He's certainly better than Rick Perry was. I had Mark Sanford. I mean, oh, you had Sanford. Really yeah, he good. was pretty good. But yeah, Greg That's Abbott true. is right up there. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I, I have never, I didn't live there, so I didn't have the Sanford experience. But, mm. Wow. I just read about, uh, you know, he just lost in his primary yeah. really close. Yeah. And it might have been Trump that kind of threw that election. And he's been pretty vocal about Trump the whole time mm-hmm. and spoke out about him again. <laughs> and they were talking about, the article was all about how, Everybody else in the Republican Party is silenced, with just a few exceptions, and Mark Sanford's one of them. Uh, it's too bad he lost. Yeah. It really is, because he's an actual, real conservative and fighting for conservative principles. And just there's nobody doing that anymore, except for Ted Cruz, Greg Abbott here. Uh, but the Democratic nominee for governor and former sheriff of Dallas County, Lupe Valdez is running against uh, our great governor in this state. Now, in her article, she recently wrote uh, an article for the for the Houston Chronicle, apparently. And she mentioned that she's been in law enforcement for more than 40 years and has carried a firearm most of her life. And responsible gun ownership is as Texan as barbacoa and big red. <laughs> okay. She claims that most Texans believe there are many common sense steps to take uh, to ensure we keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people, one of which is to hold people accountable for storing their guns improperly. We should enact new safety requirements that hold parents accountable if reckless storage of weapons allows children to gain access to a firearm. Mm -hmm. She wrote, a vast majority of students who commit violence at schools acquire their weapons from a family member's home. Okay. I, so she's she's right to be indignant about this. That's right. That's right. It's irresponsible to lose control of your guns. And then, well, the rest of the story from mypoliticalspectrum.net says uh, what? Ironically, 
Valdez has apparently <laughs> lost her own 9mm Beretta <laughs> and is currently working with the Dallas police uh-huh. to locate the firearm. As of now, it hasn't been found. Oh, no. Spokesman said it may have been lost during Valdez's moving transition, but they still haven't determined how it disappeared. The Valdez campaign has been cavalier about this situation, but some are taking it very seriously. An article written in the (laughs) Dallas Morning News said the sheriff's department did know the gun was missing at the end of last year, but the report wasn't filed until last month. This would mean she wrote her editorial in the Houston Chronicle after she had already lost her own firearm. That's Come on now. Uh, it just doesn't get any more ironic and ridiculous than that. Ah, this world. If she gets a single vote in this state, uh, something something's radically wrong and we know it, yeah, it is. Let us know if you see any Lupe signs. Jeez. Furthermore, an audit of the Dallas uh, Dallas County Police Department, which consists of 557 officers who have the authority to hold firearms, shows Valdez's weapon is the only one unaccounted for. 557 officers, all of them know where their weapon is, except her. And she's the one that wrote the article about how irresponsible people are when they lose their firearms. And we need to take some steps yeah. to ensure that people don't lose their firearms. She lost her firearm. Lost it. And when she wrote the article, she'd already lost her firearm. Yep. And this is who's running against uh, one of the greatest governors in the history of this country. I'm going to go okay. out on a All limb right. here and say She's I'm not more concerned win. for Ted in his seat. Yeah, I am too. Than That's true. Uh, Abbott. In that his. is true. <laughs> yeah, no question. Uh, and that brings us uh, to David Hogg. Wait, what? What did you just do? That I don't uh, understand what you just did there. <laughs> I just said no, no, <laughs> nothing brings us to David. That Hogg. brings us to David Hogg. Uh, and, you know, uh, we've missed him. He, Have we? He's he's been he's been out of plain sight for a little while, and that was good. But I knew you missed him. I know that you were thinking, where? What? I wonder what David Hogg is doing right now. Yep, you got me. You know, mm-hmm. let's go whole hog again. Where is David? Go whole hog. Front hog. Uh, he wants to run for office now. <laughs> While discussing um, the role that he's been playing with uh, uh, March for Our Lives, the organization founded by Hogg and several other survivors of the Parkland shooting to push for gun control. Um, While discussing what role that will play in the upcoming midterms, he disclosed his seven-year plan. The plan includes apprenticing on a 2020 Democratic presidential campaign before laying the groundwork for his own congressional run. Oh, I'm so gratified to know that he's going to run for office. Here's the good thing, though. He's too young to run for U.S. office. Oh, is he? Until he's 30, he can't even do that. Okay? The kid's 18 or 19 now. So we've got 11 years before whoa, whoa, whoa. he's no, no. in our face. No. For Congress, 25. Senate, 30. Oh, it's Senate is 30. President, that's 35. right. Ah! All right so that's so why it's a seven-year plan, because yeah. he wants to run for U.S. Congress when he's 25. No 25-year-old's going to win office. What? Like, Don't worry about uh, it. Astacio Cortez has got a seat She's waiting for her. She's 28. That's what I'm saying. She's not 25. <laughs> Hogg is working on his seven-year plan. Now that the bus tour is over, he and his friends in the March for Our Lives organization plan to spend the next several months meeting with more activists mm. and cav- canvassing in advance of the midterm elections. Good. And if he could design his future without any obstacles, he'd go to college in the fall of 2019 mm-hmm. 
read a load of books. A what load? A load. A, oh. oh, an S load of books. Yeah, he's such a he's so eloquent. He's oh. artic- articulate, man. Only like you can't the believe. Best words. Then he takes some time off in 2020 to work on a presidential campaign. And then uh, yeah. he wants to uh, at least be part of the change in Congress by the time he's 25. Okay. That, I, I just got sick to my stomach just thinking of it. Seriously. That, <sighs> I gotta go get the bourbon. Wow. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 900. 3393. Welcome. Uh, just a great uh, pride parade that happened over the weekend oh, in, good. I love in New parade. York City. Parades and are great. Aren't they great? I, I love, love a parade. I love out. a parade. And especially this one. It was a, you know, because they're they're proud people and so they want to get out and show their pride. And so they did. Show more than that. Well, we, I mean, that's. You know, mm-hmm. part of the deal, right? That's part of the parade. I guess so. They want to show that they're just like us. And so, <laughs> so they do this. I mean, let's take a look real quick at uh, some of the New York City parade. Um, as we saw it from, uh, who was it that actually did this report? Because uh, I, I don't, I didn't recognize him. I did not recognize him. It's not on the sheet. Okay. So maybe it'll say on the video. Yeah, we'll find but, it. Uh, but uh, here's a look at the Gay Pride Parade and some of the attendees over the weekend. Hey guys, it's Fleckus. This week we're in New York City for the Fleckus. Pride Parade. Who am I here with? I'm Emmett. Jaina? Jada. Hello, Jada. Layla, we're at Pride. What's going on here? I just got out of work. Okay, stop second it right one. there for a second. Choco. Can we stop it right there? <laughs> okay. Oh, just. <laughs> okay, the guy just got out of work in nipple clamps and a tutu. Now that pisses me off. Because that is the exact same outfit I wore to church on Sunday. What? What? I mean, could you have a little originality, my friend? That Please. is ironic. Is that incredible? I mean... Can I just say... Do you have to be so derivative? Mm-hmm. Dude, get your own outfit, would you please? Right. And- I, I had the giant nipple clips and the tutu on Sunday, and... Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, and then he's wearing it to work. He's wear, yeah, that's, he's wearing it to work. I, I can see how that would get under your Inappropriate, skin. Inappropriate, my friend. See, you and I got into radio <laughs> so that we could just wear whatever the heck we wanted to to work right. every day. Right. And of course, then they put cameras in here. One, two, three. Four. Yeah. And, and so we got so cameras, then, and then was like, oh man. So then I have to take some of my special outfits and wear them to, to church. church. Yeah. And so. then this guy comes. And along, then this guy comes along thunder. and ruins everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing worse. Than somebody who's wearing the exact same nipple clamps that you wore to church on Sunday. That you, it just hacks me off. Where do you get a pair of those, Pat? Oh, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't want everybody wearing them. 
Like I'm going to divulge that? <laughs> Already got this guy to worry about. All right, let's see the rest of this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Fuckus. This week we're in New York City for the Pride Parade. Who am I here with? I'm Emmett. Jaina? Jada. Hello, Jada. Layla, Hi. we're at Pride. What's going on here? <laughs> I just got out of work. Second one, a Machoko. Except for sinking. All right, we're here at the Pride Parade. Who, who am I here with? Matoko. 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 Not Matoko, sure, Matoko. Sure. Right, what's Pride all about? Positivity, love, and acceptance, especially. especially Absolutely. Yeah. Equality, everything in between. <laughs> and there is a political aspect to it this year, especially. Yeah. What do you think what's going on with the Trump administration? What do you think about the Trump administration in general? I think they're assholes, and I think mm. they're trying to stop us, and we won't ever be stopped. Conservatives don't love. care who you who you go to bed with or who you marry or who you yeah, we don't give a shit. We really don't. <laughs> all we have is it's each nice. other and to love each other and that's it. Yeah, that's totally all we have. That's all we have. Love, acceptance. We just need equality. Something love, counterintuitive about mm-hmm. showing up for mm-hmm. to show that you're just like everybody else. But having the ambassadors of your cause be dressed in nipple pasties <laughs> and wearing scarves of feathers and butt plugs and I, I just I don't I see it's counterintuitive what would you tell Trump in the White House if you could tell him one thing directly F- you and we're f-ing amazing and we're gonna keep on prosperity always thank you very much Sean it's good meeting you enjoy your practice I love the love don't you love the love and acceptance I love the love, love the love I'm all about loving the love and the acceptance hang, hang on a well, second except for all the people that they hate and say F you too and don't accept uh, like everybody who isn't exactly like them. That guy just walked away from that interview with his butt hanging out. Yes, he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that like the one mm-hmm. place where dress codes, there are no violations? There's no violate. Well, yeah, right. It because doesn't matter. If the police w- came in and arrested them for exposure or whatever, you know, the charge would be, uh, they'd be haters. Hate. They'd be haters. How dare you break up the gay pride parade? Here's my butt. What a great point, though, that they're there to show us that they're just like everybody else, and then they show up in in nipple clamps and tutus and uh, have their butts hanging out the back of their uh, outfit. That's nice. I mean, that's just like everybody else. Sure, wouldn't be comfortable either. You know, I would think. And love. We're all about love. What would you say? Acceptance. If you could say one thing to the Trump administration, f you. Wait, no, wait, pig. That's what I'd say to him. But you Hate just, your guts, you rotten, dirty, but I just got white done. supremacist douchebag. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound like the love that you were just... No, that's, that's, I say that with love. Oh. I say that with love for bad. all douchebags. My, all wait. of them. Uh, and they weren't done yet, because there's a, uh, another tender part to this. Uh, the conversation <laughs> continued okay. about conservatism and, and what the right really thinks of the LGBTQQIA2... <sighs> Quilt bag Quilt movement. Bag. Mm-hmm. Some political messages here today as well. Do you think that's more present now than ever? Deport Trump. Uh, yes, especially now with everything that's going on it's in the world and stuff like that. We need to really stay focused on those issues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what are some things that we can do to raise our voice and fight back against what's going on with the Trump administration? Uh, vote, take a stand, call mm-hmm. your Congress people. And what is it that Trump has done to, you know, kind of marginalize the voice of the LGBTQ yeah, community? Yeah, he doesn't know. Um, in terms of, like, jobs and stuff like that, and uh, just his policies what? overall and his thoughts and opinions on it. Oh, you touching the jobs part? Um, <laughs> what? I'm really sure, but I'd, like, see it at my job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think what? when it comes to um, the, the conservative or the Republican side? What, how do they view the gay community, and where are they kind of missing the point? Well, the thing is, it's all, it's all about whether you can connect to it. You only view something if you can connect to it. I don't think they even connect to it. <laughs> 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 
it's about fragility. It's about it's about fragility. Getting into those un- uncomfortable exactly places that they need to be in, and they don't want to do that. What All people right. have done is they keep those old demons around, and they keep us fighting ghosts to try to bring about this idea that we're we're in a perpetual struggle for I equality. Like this guy. When in reality, they're passing the whip from the right hand to the left hand Thank instead you. of getting rid of the whip. Yes. I saw it catchphrase nice. like New York City. Wow. Well, where you can be openly gay and secretly Republican. So. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Um, it's not. It's not a good thing, but it's not a bad thing because um, I'm gay. So that catchphrase is in favor of me. Right. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. There's your key. Um, I agree with all the things that are in favor of me, and I don't. I don't care about eliminating anybody else. Pat. We're we're tolerant and we're accepting of all the people who are just like us. But Pat, mm-hmm. it's about fragility. It's about fragility. Okay. And love and acceptance and hatred for Trump and everybody who voted for him. Hmm. Ay yeah. So the guy speaking common sense. Uh-huh. If he had, Who was that guy? He's pretty smart. He, I think he was lost. I think he took super, a wrong turn. Super articulate mm-hmm. and and really expressed his points of view well, I thought. Yep. But now, if he were wearing nipple clamps and his butt cheeks hanging out the backside, he would have been. But then he'd have next week's uh, church outfit, and then I'd be pissed. Uh, so I hope he. Um, memo to those who go to that. Pat Gray's church. <laughs> what service do you go to? The early one? Don't go to the early service with the youngins. <laughs> I mean, what a nice. Don't get me wrong. That's a good look. <laughs> The the nipple clamp and tutu thing is is a good look. Uh-huh. It is, and if you, if that's how you dress when you go to work, but it's been done. God bless your employer because he must be a super or she <laughs> must be a super super person. Whoa, whoa, right? Mister Binary Choice or she or whatever you know of the hundred and eighty some genders there are. <clears throat> whatever they mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. they're wonderful. Am I right? Uh, yeah, you are. Okay. Good. Oof. I mean, that is something else. That's a lot going on in that video. That is something else. And they don't get any sense, apparently, of the hypocrisy of I'm all about love, except I hate all of these people who don't agree with me. You just reminded me of a story I forgot to put over there. Oh, really? About all of the uh, genders and stuff and what's going on in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's great. Um, They proposed some legislation to add a gender X option to the driver's licenses in Massachusetts. All right. Should have been pretty straightforward, right, in far left Massachusetts. But one Republican (laughs) lawmaker derailed the bill by taking the transgender ideology to its farthest extreme. All right. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) Because he noted, hey, uh, if we're going to do this, let's stink and do it. The state Senate voted in June to approve the measure, which would have also extended the option to learner's permits and state identification cards. No documentation would have been required to prove an applicant is neither male nor female. So you show up as a male, completely male, and say, no, I'm not male. I'm something else. Oh, okay. Well, just sign that you're gender X. So he said, uh, no. Oh, we're not going to do that. If if you're going to do this, I demand recognition for the 73 other genders yeah. that are listed in Facebook. That's brilliant. I love it. How brilliant is that? So good. There's a guy playing the game. Yep. 
and doing it pretty well to stop some of the insanity. And why, seriously, though, if if you believe in this gender thing, gender fluidity, then why wouldn't you list all 73? Yeah, and so he wanted them to all vote individually on all of the gender options. That's amazing. And it's so, so it failed. Yep, and put them on record because you would literally have to agree to um, driver's license that had, uh, let's see, two-spirit? Yeah. Okay, we got yeah. uh, androgynous. Mm-hmm. Uh, just scrolling down here. And he introduced each as a separate amendment to the bill, <laughs> each requiring 10 minutes of debate and three minutes to vote on. So this would have taken uh, weeks. Seriously. Pangender. Um, so the number uh, six added as a gender was cisgender. Amendment nine, cis female. 13 was cis woman. 14, cisgender female. Uh, 18 was cisgender woman. <laughs> Amendment 21 was gender fluid. 22, gender nonconforming. 23, gender questioning. 25, gender variant. 26, gender queer. <laughs> I think at some point they just said, okay, stop. You know we're, what? we're not doing this. The session's over. Good night. Turn off the light. And he beat it that way. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. That's nice amazing. job. We need more people like this guy. What's his name? Does it say? We need more um, people like him around the country in positions like this to name. stand up when they have an option. Uh, when they have the opportunity and and they're in a position to do Jim something. Lyons. Jim Lyons. L-Y-O-N-S. Nice You're job awesome. from Republican Jim Lyons now, in the Massachusetts uh, legislature. I don't know how in the world you got elected to a seat in Massachusetts. I don't, I don't either, man, but, but um, nice job. Good luck in the fall. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about uh, Mercury Real Estate. Realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're looking for somebody to you know help you with probably the biggest investment you'll ever make in your life, uh, you need to find somebody really good that you can count on. Somebody who does this full-time. They don't just dabble in it. Somebody who knows about things like uh, curb appeal. When you pull up to the house, you have to be drawn to it. Because if you pull up to the house and you look and it's, you know, there's huge shrubbery in front of the window. Uh, there's trees overgrowing the doorway. I, all of those things are huge turnoffs. Yeah, you want your home looking your best. So, yeah, you want a realtor who knows about landscaping, who knows about the trim and the paint and what kind of windows you have because that first impression is critical. They also know about professional staging and you know, taking the pictures for your uh, of your home that will go up on online. It, they're not nobody's going to show up if they don't if they're not interested when they look at it online. Also, when do you list? Do you list going into the school year, coming out of the school year, during the summer? When? When's the best time? Where do you price your home correctly so that it's listed for a quick sale and it's not so expensive compared to the rest of the homes in the neighborhood that nobody wants it? These are all the things you need and you'll get from realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there and we will introduce you to the best agent in your town. Plus, they're fans of the show, so you have that in common with them as well. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns 
888-900-3393 at Ed Pat Unleashed. Uh, Jeffy is fat, tweets. <laughs> What's worse than the UN? Paper straws? Yoko Ono's greatest hits? Mm. Jeffy's cholesterol? Yeah, that's... that's Those are tough ones. I don't... That's a tough... Yeah. Uh, from Mike, maybe it's time for the president to take the bold step of kicking the UN out of the United States. Maybe it's time? Oh, we're way past time. Mm-hmm. If they aren't going to step in and help these countries in need, then they should be removed from our country. Yeah. Uh, from Michael, uh, concerning Lupe Valde- Vasquez, Lupe Vasquez, who was running against uh, our great governor, Greg Abbott, here in Texas. And she lost her firearm, and then she wrote a big article about people losing their firearms and how we need legislation on that. Having a firearm accessed, accessible by minor is already a crime. See Texas Penal Code 46.13. She's running on a law that already exists. <laughs> Wow, and you know, as a so law often enforcement, the case, as a law enforcement officer, you should, you, know that. you should probably know the laws. Should have known that. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Is she sher- sheriff of Dallas County? Yeah, uh, she, was she was Dallas yeah. County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Good golly. Uh, Gordon Michael Porter tweets out this image. Let's take a look at that. Okay. Um, oh, look at that! Al Sharpton playing Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and the subject is uh, uh, the, what Aretha wants. And R uh-huh. space S P space C T. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <gasps> no, you got producer fail. That's oh, all right. No. You got one? Okay, uh, here we go. Uh oh. See, this one's got like. There we go. R E S P I C T. Can I buy an iPad? <laughs> Sorry. How about an L? Not a vowel, no. uh, Al. <laughs> Give me a Q. Wait. Also not not a vowel. Rook split. <laughs> oh, man. Hi. Huh. You know, we've got some creative listeners. Uh-huh. It's just good stuff. 888-900-3393. Um, <laughs> they are meeting as a hierarchy in the NFL again this weekend. They're a big conference call. And they're talking about maybe tweaking the controversial helmet rule that we were talking about yesterday. More than tweak it. Uh, The controversial new helmet rule that has been uh, the on-field story of the NFL preseason is expected to dominate tomorrow's conference call involving league officials. Pro Football Talk first reported the news and noted that the helmet rule wasn't the initial focus of the previously scheduled meeting. Mike Florio cited a source who said the participants would likely lobby for tweaks to the rule. That's confused fans and angered players. And really made it not, not football. Yeah, it's... Come no. on. If you're going to give penalties to people for just tackling the quarterback, then, I mean, it's going to be over pretty soon. But then, so you think, okay, well, maybe they'll common sense will prevail. Yeah, ES, yeah, yeah. ESPN reports that... Uh, Riveron will present an updated video during the conference call in an attempt to clarify the rule for officials, players, and coaches. From ESPN, the video will include proper and erroneous applications by game officials, which one source said has generated a predictable hysteria because it's the first time the new rule is being officiated. ESPN source also said the league anticipates a three-year window for players and officials to adjust to the new rule. No! And implement behavioral change. Oh, put me in the 
mental camp. So it sounds here. like nothing's going to get done on this. It sounds like it's incumbent upon us to get used to the rule. <laughs> yeah, I'll get used to the rule with a remote control. So it sounds like the NFL is intent on teaching rather than adjusting. That's what that's what it sounds like. Oh, At the no. same time, those league officials should expect to hear plenty from advocates pushing for change. See, I th- I think the NFL is between a rock and a hard place. The fans don't want the game to change. I don't think the players want the game to change, even though it's their you know health that's on the line. But the league wants the game to change because they don't want to be sued. Their attorneys want the game to change. Yeah, and that's who's going to rule the day. Because if all of these former players with concussions and health issues afterwards start suing the NFL, you're going to sue it right out of existence. So they're trying, I think they're trying to head that off at the pass. And it's going to be really hard. I don't know what they do. I, I what there's no individuality anymore. You assume the risk when you become mm-hmm. a professional football player, do you not? Yeah, you do. And so yes. you know going in, you could get from the there's time you are in in Pop Warner, you know there's a risk, or at least you should. Mm-hmm. And if it's as simple as signing a waiver before you sign your NFL contract or or agree to be drafted or whatever, uh, whatever it takes, but let people make their own choices. It, it it's, it's The NFL is a reflection of the nanny state. Uh, and as long as you have people calling them slaves when they're making 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 million a year, um, you're going to have this kind of insanity prevailing. There's just nothing you can do about it when it's that ridiculous. So incredible. 888 And it's a real shame because we all love it so much. I mean, it is by far the number one sport in this country. It's not even close for second place. The the NBA and Major League Baseball would love to have the fan loyalty that the NFL has. Uh, it would be a dream come true to them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Stevie Wonder has uh, sounded off in light of Aretha's death. He has filled us in on what it was exactly that happened to her. Now, you probably didn't know this originally, but you're about to find out oh, no. um, how Aretha Franklin got cancer. Um, I just feel that all these various diseases that we have and all these mm-hmm. things that are happening in the world, yeah. in part, it's because there are those who don't believe in global warming, don't yeah. believe that oh, man. what we do affects good the point. world, what we eat affects the world, good, good point. Uh, and, and affects us. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just... Mm-hmm. Hope that people will grow up and grow yeah. out of the foolishness, right? And know that and have we your wisdom, all, by how we think, how we do, how we treat others, right? Uh, we will never unlock the key, uh-huh. the key, until we until truly, truly, uh, are let go of the hatred, the, right, the hatred, bigotry, bigotry, the evilness, the selfishness. Evilness. Selfish. When we do that, then we can unlock some of those things that uh, mm. keep us in this place. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you for that. That's. Important. So she got cancer because people don't believe in global warming. Yeah. Hmm. And I just, I hope people grow up and uh, learn to believe as, as Stevie believes. Because if you don't, then yeah. he's just going to be disgusted with you. Okay. Pat. How can you live with that? Pat, How can you live with it? Pat. Mm-hmm. It's about fragility. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, my gosh. 
So we have to. We I don't to know why up. he doesn't just keep his mouth shut. Please, just keep some of your fan base. Okay. Why? Why do you have to? Oh, just help us. Somebody help us. <laughs> it's global warming. It did that to Aretha Franklin. Uh huh. Cause cancer. Yeah, and all the measles, that crazy outbreak in Europe. That's not from all of the. Uh, oh, we got to talk about that in a few asylum minutes. Asylum Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Global we, warming. We got to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Let's say you just got a, a threatening letter from some bank you don't recognize, and they're threatening to foreclose on your home because you made no payments on your hundred thousand dollar equity loan. Now, that, that is not a far-fetched scenario. This is one of the fastest-growing crimes in America. Identity thieves are scanning the Internet to find your home title and mortgage and, because they're all stored online right now. So it's really easy to get to, and then they just transfer the information uh, to a quit deed title and then uh, forge your signature, and then they can go to another bank and take out a loan against your equity. And then you're, you don't even know about it. You don't know what happened. No bank, no identity theft program or insurance can protect you from this. You know what can? Home Title Lock. Do what I did. Sign up for Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And as soon as they detect any tampering, they're there to shut it down. You might already be a victim of title fraud. Find out with your $60 search for free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Time to chew the fat uh, with Jeffy. Hello. Hi. You know, Hi, Jeffy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's turning into one of my favorite people. Oh yeah. I mean, I, uh, maybe not turning into. I mean, I think she is. Mm-hmm. I think she is one of my favorite people. Okay. Uh, apparently, she needed to take a little break from her campaigning. <laughs> Uh, so mm. she's back. She came back from her break, and she Is started she pissed this time. Well, she was yes. hiding. She was yes. hiding from the press at her events. Well, well, Uh-oh. she had a couple of events, and then she took a break. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then she came back, and she said, oh, "I'm back from my break. I better look through my Twitter account." And she realized, <laughs> "Hey, catching up now uh, on how this became a thing while I was gone." Uh, biggest critique is should have been labeled private, even though we said prior it was closed to the press. Mm-hmm. Speaking of her event where the press wasn't allowed. Just catching. Oh, a genuine cue with a question mark. It's Twitter speak. Uh, how should we label a free campaign event open to all? That's a sanctuary space. Still private. Uh, there's no such thing as something that's open to all, yet you're stopping people from coming in. She continues in another okay. tweet. Uh, <laughs> not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Well, yes, you are. But we are genuinely trying to create environments mm. of where our constituents feel comfortable expressing honestly and mm. engaging in discourse. Yep. Usually, 
That's she's not such done. bull crap. She's not done. May I just say, this is to protect her, not her constituents, because she's so stupid. She's so butt stupid that she can't answer a question reasonably or Usu- factually. All right, go ahead. Usually, people pay five thousand a plate for that, but we're. She, I'm sorry, Twitter speak five k mm-hmm. slash plate for that, but we're trying to make an enviro for all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Not except for the um, media and anybody who disagrees with her. To be honest, the event was very successful. Mm-hmm. People were much more comfortable sharing their personal issues with health care, housing, and immigration. It was a safe plus powerful environment for change. My apologies if the situation upset or alarmed journalists or constituents. Now, her uh, <clears throat> spokesperson, the campaign manager, Corbin Trent, said that uh, this is an outlier and will not be the norm. We're still adjusting our logistics to fit Alexandria's national profile. But prior to that, having said that, he also said these were the first set of events where the press has been excluded. Wait, what? He said these were the first set of events where the press has been excluded. Mm -hmm. This is an outlier at the end. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be the norm. But... It is, but they're going to do it again. But it is going to be the norm. Yeah, Yeah, it is going to be the Uh norm. So get used to it. Uh Get used to it. And you're absolutely right, Pat Gray. One hundred percent has absolutely nothing to do with her constituents feeling safe. No, it does not. Stop it. No, it has to do with her feeling safe. Stop it. Don't don't let anybody come in there who might challenge you and your weird, mistaken, ridiculous, naive worldview. Don't be challenged. So they uh, they arrested a 94 year old Nazi war criminal. Oh uh, yeah, from Queens, um, yeah. which is uh, I thought he was 95. Surprisingly, uh, okay, 95, He's, 94, yeah. 95, whatever. I mean, either way, younger than Jeff. Get it right. Two. Get it right. Yeah, well, it, look, can you believe he lived here all that time after 85? Yeah, <laughs> stop counting. You're moving on. <laughs> uh, I I know. And that, this all story that is time. fascinating. Yeah. Uh, living here all this time, but and got his citizenship. Too. It's interesting. Oh yeah, because he lied, and he yeah. said we had to lie or we wouldn't have gotten in. No right. kidding. Right. Um, but it's interesting that he lived in um, Ocasio's district, mm. and um, it's well, she was reminded on Twitter that uh, wants to abolish ICE. But today, ICE deported an actual Nazi from her district in Queens. She replied. Abolish ICE means not having an agency that incarcerates children and sexually assaults women with impunity. It does not mean abolish deportation. Good gosh. Also, I have no problem saying white supremacy has no place in this country. It's the GOP that struggles to say that. No, it isn't. No, no. No, no, it isn't. No, it's not. (sighs) No. No, it's not. So hard to take. <laughs> mm. It's just mm. absolutely agonizing. And just a reminder, maybe tomorrow we'll have a we'll show you the video of uh, the uh, statue being toppled at UNC uh, last night. Silent Sam, uh, really fun. It was good to watch. It was nice to watch the students taking over the campus and tearing down the statue was beautiful. They encircled it in their banners Mm -hmm. to hide what they were doing and then uh, didn't answer. And then they pulled a rope around it and chopped it down and pulled it down. It was great. 
They're throwing dirt all over it, kicking it. They commented. It was so great. Look, but over 200 protesters, and they only one arrest. One arrest. That was it. Chelsea Manning was there. It was an exciting moment. Exciting time. She was cheering them on. Good. The freshman kids Good. were there commenting. It was such a great time. And, you know, I mean, look, the governor and the chancellor are all against it, 100%. Mm-hmm. Look, it's an unlawful, uh, you know, the actions are unlawful and dangerous. We're fortunate no one was injured. The police are investigating and assessing the full extent of the damage. But uh, the chancellor all started the uh, <clears throat> the memo, his release to the community with, the monument has been divisive for years. And his presence has been a source of frustration for many people, mm-hmm. not only on our campus, but throughout the community. Well, yeah. Do you know how many people that that statue killed over the years? I mean, it's you been, know how many? I don't. Thousands I don't have the number. Killed thousands. I mean, of it's been there since 1913. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, it's killed an average of a couple hundred people a year. Really? Yeah, for over a hundred years. We've never had a story like that. Well, I know they covered it up pretty nicely. Wow. And the White governor had some, the governor, uh, Roy Cooper, had some harsh words. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands that many people are frustrated with the pace of change. Mm. He shares their frustration. But that violent destruction of public property has no place in our communities. Okay? That's powerful. <laughs> I Man, know. He, he laid the hammer down. He did. <laughs> right. Laid the hammer down. I mean, they were, and some of the chants are so good. Yeah, oh, yeah? I, they're so good. Oh, I want to hear the chant. Hey, ho, ho. This racist statue has got to go. It's so good. That's so good. Hey, ho, ho. This racist statue has got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. This racist statue has got to go. So good. Mic check. Nice. It's so good. The only person that they arrested was charged with uh, concealing his face during a public rally. And there was more than one. Wow. And in the one video, you see the guy with his face covered and then he's talking to somebody so the camera's on him and he pulls down the mask i'm like um interesting okay <laughs> there's got to be some great footage because everybody had their phones out because it's a big event right yeah. I mean, oh, silent yeah. sam is uh-huh. coming down yeah and we're gonna shovel dirt and kick the statue and get rid of it and yeah. they've already hauled it off the university hauled it off already man good it's gone cleaned world. it off good i'm tired it's of that statue killing people it's just it's got to stop and listen people need to be treated with dignity pat okay mm-hmm yeah, I mean, oh yeah, a biology professor at UNC. Uh, she came out to the protest after she put her kids to bed. Of course, you mm-hmm. don't you don't leave the kids up when you're going to go to a protest to take down a statue. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be sure that <laughs> people deserve to be treated with dignity. Okay, okay. So UNC, and then there was all oh, the other guy that was there. It was great. He was he was already found not guilty. He was part of the other uh, that tore down the other statue, uh, Raúl Jiménez. Uh, that were charged in connection with toppling the Confederate monument in Durham, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm supporting all the students here today. As someone who was tried and found not guilty of taking down a statue in Durham, I'm here to support them in taking down this statue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's found not guilty, him. but he probably did. He probably was guilty absolutely. of taking down the statue. Absolutely. And he was, was. there he's to do it again. It. He's absolutely proud of Amazing. it. Amazing. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And I know this is from 2013, but it made my rounds last night. And it I don't know that I remember this uh, at all about Mark Ruffalo. You know, the actor, mm-hmm. superstar, well, yeah. I don't know, superstar, he, movie star. He's the one who plays um, uh, Hulk. Hulk. Yes. Yeah, in the, all the Avengers and right. the Hulk movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2013, he wrote a column for a salon. 
And uh, I don't, I don't know why I don't remember this, but um, he writes, uh, I'm a man. I could say this has nothing to do with me except I have two daughters and I have a mother who was forced to illegally have an abortion in her state where abortion was illegal Hmm. when she was a very young woman. No, somebody forced her into the abortion? Into an illegal abortion? Oh, no. No. Yes. So they they actually grabbed her by the hair and dragged her to an abortionist. Don't don't make fun of this. I... I'm trying to noodle this out it in my head how six, she was forced into an abortion because it was it was illegal and she had to have one. No, she didn't have to have one. It co- no, you don't have to. No, you don't no, have she to had kill to. your That's baby. The whole thing, she had to. So That's his point. It cost six. Thank you. It yeah. cost six hundred dollars cash. It was a traumatizing thing for her. Ah, uh, yeah. It was how was shameful. it for the baby? I it wonder. was shameful, mm. sleazy, and demeaning. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. When I heard the story, I was aghast by the lowliness of a society that would make a woman do that. Wait. No, the, nobody made I could not do understand this lack of humanity. Today is no different. I want my daughters to enjoy that same choice. Oh, yeah. The, okay. He wants them to enjoy abortions? Well. Okay, that's, that's wonderful. What happened to my Thank mother you. was a relic of an America that was not free, nor equal, nor very kind. <laughs> okay. Well, now, not, I don't remember not this. Not kind to the baby. I, I don't remember that. this, but Mark, you have gone way down. Oh, he's a douche. There's, I mean, so he said this in 2013. This was an article in 2013. Yeah, he's an idiot. But I mean, he speaks out a lot. Easy. You don't want to make him too angry. Here, I mean, right? I just don't. Yeah. I, I seriously don't remember this. I, I mean, I, I never, I mean, he's okay uh-huh. for some of his, you know, some yeah. of his roles is all right. I mean, I, you know, he's all right. I don't mind him in the movies. He's okay. Mm-hmm. But this, no, Mark. That's so bad. No. Come on. It was, really bad. It's really bad. And, you know, I always, personally, I've used that excuse before. And it never people never bought it, that I was forced to do something illegal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like murder. Yeah. I, Wait, man, do I hate that when that happens. Just, <laughs> you were, I, you've been forced I, into murder. I hate it he when that happens. He just admitted to murder. Well, yeah, but he was forced. I was forced. He was forced. Keith. Not, not, he was oh, forced. forced. Oh, well, then it's, it's okay. Fine. I'm sorry. I yeah. totally. I mean, I had he to was go forced. across state no lines. Choice. The, the kind of society that would force him to have to kill Thank somebody you. illegally. Yep. You know, thank you. If Horrific. it were legal for you to kill somebody, then you you wouldn't be in the shape you're in and have that uh, hanging over your head. Thank you. It wouldn't have been shameful, sleazy, and demeaning. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I, mean, I understand, Jeffy. Oh, thank you. I understand. Thank you, I do, God. too. It means a lot to me that you understand. <laughs> this is great, too. Um, NARAL yeah. has introduced, um, speaking of abortion, their very own custom abortion-themed ice cream flavor. Wait. This is really good. What, what? in the world? Rocky Roe v. Wade. <laughs> Pro-abortion Portland <laughs> residents can now enjoy a brand new custom abortion-themed flavor of ice cream. Nice. Rocky okay. Roe v. Wade at a series of NARAL-sponsored ice cream socials designed to foment resistance to Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, man. Come on. The fire and brimstone can't be too far away. Rocky Road. What, 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 ah! what does the Supreme Covered Court case taste like? fetus sauce. Oh. oh, man. So bad. Oh, so bad. Okay. Uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. I love Minneapolis. It's a great town. Mm. It, uh, there's a company, a digital consulting agency in Minneapolis, that uh, is offering a new perk for employees. And it's. I think it's... 
I, I, I believe I want it here. I think we should fight for it here. Um, they're now offering employees a perk called fraternity. I'm sorry? And uh, that's a leave which gives employees an opportunity to work from home for a week when they bring home a new fur baby. Don't say it. As we oh, call them. Sweet. We wanted to acknowledge the life stages and all our different employees that makes them unique and how to accommodate them best. So new pet parents can stay at home for a week and bond with their pet and potty train it. Mm. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. The company also... Uh, you know, lets you work from home over the holidays, and you get $100 each quarter toward something that improves your health and wellness. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do something that improved your health and wellness? Have $100. Thank you. Jeez. Thank you. That's I mean, great. it costs you a little bit more than 400 bucks a year for health and wellness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's kind of cheap of them. Should kind be, of is. It should be a little bit more than 100 bucks a quarter, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. But they're giving you a huh. week to stay home with your new pet. Nice. I mean, I, I wonder how many times, how many pets I get to do that a year. I wonder if that's just like a pet a quarter, a pet every six months, one pet a year. You could push that to the limit. I'm so the Jeffy scam. It wasn't Thank enough. You. It wasn't enough for maternity leave, child leave, whatever. Now you got to do it for your pets yeah. too. Uh, an employer has to give leave to employees <laughs> to stay home with their pet for a week. Stop it. It's so good. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, also, uh, Chanel, <clears throat> you know, I'm fashion. I am fashion. You That's know that, true. Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know. I've been that. called that yeah, almost all my life. I know. Yeah, I know. People call me that all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice of Chanel now to, uh, and I think this is actually a good idea. And I, re- I mean this in all seriousness. Uh, they're launching the first makeup line designed for men. Good design for men. I, I mm-hmm. think uh, I think that's a smart move. Actually, it's uh, you know they're going to have the moisturizing lip balm as well as the tinted fluid and eyebrow pencil, both all in four shades. Eyebrow pencil for men. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. I, was, I, I mean, not that there's anything wrong. Are you with that. trying that's to tell awesome. me you don't have no, one? That's awesome. I well, I don't, but I need one. Yeah, obviously. And Chanel's providing it. Thank you. So that's great. Now, right now, uh, mm-hmm. as of the first of September. You can, you know, you're going to be able to get it in South Korea, but uh, mm. you can be able to uh, get it on their website come November, and it's going to hit the boutique shelves here in January. Good. You have to wait a little bit. Good. You can get it online. Uh, come. Will November. this cut down on toxic masculinity? I hope so. I hope mm. so. I hope so. Oh my god! Adding a little feminine touch, like the eyebrow liner and all of that stuff. That well, you should... saw in your in your gay pride parade how well mm-hmm. that plays off, right? Right? I mean, you can't just be a there part of it. There wasn't a lot of toxic masculinity going on no, there. No, there was not. So that's... No, there was not. It's it, really it, good. It, now you're trying to tell me, A, you don't have an eyebrow pencil, and B, you've never marched in a parade with your butt hanging out. Never. Come on, never. Well, I'm trying to think. Never, never or not? I mean, that's a really long time. <laughs> mm. I, right. <laughs> right. So there's... It could have happened. It, yes, I it could have happened. You it might not have remembered. Right. So long ago? Yes. I've worn so many outfits like that yeah, that I can't remember if one of them was at a parade or not. The tutu's a good look, and I would pay mm-hmm. every dollar I have, which is two, mm-hmm. to see you go to church in that. In the nipple clamps oh my God. and tutu? You oh, have yeah. no idea, Pat Gray. I looked good. I look you know, good. Yeah, well, this Sunday. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it was, that's what I meant, that it mm-hmm. would be just yeah. overwhelmingly yeah, good. This right. Sunday's the butt hanging out, <laughs> so you haven't missed that one. So good. <laughs> Early service. So good. The tutu's such a great look. It for is. anyone. Early yes. service. For right, anyone, Pat? really, especially <laughs> okay. overweight males. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> is that tutu is a good 
look. There's seriously nothing better. I think. There's no way to look any better the, than the in two, that outfit. Oh, man. Yeah. And then you're so proud of yourself, and they're so inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, those people drive me insane. I've, I've had streets blocked. I've been, when we were in New York, they'd shut mm-hmm. down. Yeah, they shut down the Avenue Americas for the Gay Pride Parade and every other parade that came to town, and traffic mm-hmm. would be backed up all over, and the streets are blocked, and they're prancing around in their tutus and their underwear. And I mean, I watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to turn away. <laughs> I promise you that. I will it's not great. turn away. It's great. It is good and, entertainment. And you love it. It's just that it the is. traffic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just back Irritating. Up. Yeah, because they could pick another street. Yeah. Another right. avenue. Just mm-hmm. go down a couple of blocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Let me tell you about uh, usewaxrx.com. You can go there and order your reusable ear wash system today and use offer code radio, and they're going to ship it right to your house for free. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. The doctor-developed WaxRx system uses the special wax softening drops to break down earwax inside your ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to get gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush that wax away. And finally, the pH condition formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable earwash system Today, don't forget, offer code RADIO so it gets shipped to you for free. Use WaxRx.com. USCWaxRx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. Finishing up chewing the fat with Jeffy. Uh, California kids are going to kiss their uh, soda goodbye now. Uh, good for them. A California bill now proposes that restaurants only serve milk or water with kids' meals in an effort to combat childhood obesity. So good. Now, Governor Brown's going to likely sign the bill, and it uh, prohibits the restaurants from offering anything other than milk or water with their kids' meals. Now, So you couldn't you- get a milkshake? Maybe you didn't hear me. No, you uh, said milk or water. Milk did, or water. Does okay, that, that's it with the kids' meals. So that precludes a milkshake? And if the, if the parents order something on the side, they have to come out and get beaten. No, that's not part of the rule, but it will be soon, I guarantee no you. No kidding. It yeah. will be soon. It CPS, they'll call CPS. These parents just ordered a soda. If restaurants them. don't play along mm-hmm. with their kids' meals, yeah, uh, $500 fine. Jeez. So, For each infraction? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so look, that's, uh-huh. no straws, no sodas for the kids. Restaurants? Do you have any kids' meal? Nope. <laughs> it's all adult meals. Yeah, no kidding. I uh, mean, it's just bad. Golly, just bad. Now, good news for Florida. Now, you can't tell a woman what to do with her body, but right. you can tell people what to do with how to their, feed their own children, how to feed their bodies. You can tell them all day long what to do with your body. Yes, and how to, and you're not responsible enough to raise your own children mm. for their safety for mm, the, right. obesity. And it's, we can make great. a law to force your kid to wear a bike helmet, but we can't mm-hmm. allow you as a parent to dictate whether or not they have. A soda every now and then. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just bad. And uh, good news. Florida no longer has the worst drivers in the nation. 
Uh, they they were number one the last couple of years, 2016 and 2017. But uh, the uh, the website uh, Smart Asset has rankings of the number of drivers, DUI address, and percentage of drivers insured, tickets, and people killed in car crashes. Florida drops down to eighth place. Number one, Mississippi. Texas, number five uh. of this list of worst drivers. Now, I also huh. noticed that North, North Dakota is rated 21, but they have the highest DUI arrests per 1,000 drivers. 11.42 DUI arrests per 1,000 drivers in North Dakota. Wow. I mean, they're driving drunk in North Dakota, man. Of course, <laughs> yes. it's North Dakota. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like four or five people. Right. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna do a drive. Yeah, we're driving drunk. In North what else are you gonna do in North Dakota? But drink, right? Drive. That's it. You know, it's North Dakota. Nothing else to do. <laughs> look, at, you go look at what a couple of. Couple I don't of, even know what, hills. What? No, they don't have any hills. Couple of hills. No drive hills. around. No hills mm-hmm. in North Dakota. Nope. Wait, <laughs> it's <laughs> North Dakota. It's beautiful. There's no hills. No, North Dakota. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean the splendor. I would never okay, question the splendor what, of North Dakota. Never. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Can you believe in the year 2018, we just now deported uh, a Nazi who was involved with um, the concentration camps in World War II. Really? Guy's 95 years old. Really fascinating reading this And they story. deported him yesterday, I think it was. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's really fascinating. I mean, they knew about this guy for so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've known. They stripped him of his citizen. He got citizenship, I think, in the eighties, didn't he? No. Uh, Before in that, fifties. Fifties. Wow. So in he was 50s. a U.S. citizen for a long time. They stripped him in two thousand three when they finally found him, and then they were going to deport him then and didn't. I don't yeah. know what happened. They, where in this in this story it says Germany refused to take him. They didn't want him. Well, and, who does? Tuffy's yours. Here, have him back. Our, our president, the president of the United States, Donald uh, Trump, who is, by the way, is from Queens mm-hmm. originally, mm-hmm. Uh, told the U.S. ambassador to Germany, "It's a priority. I want him out." Wow! And uh, have a and nice so day. they did take him. Yeah. So we deported him back to Germany. Mm. I mean, it's it's fascinating it's how long it was how all long it was this time all this time i mean they they wow. knew it in 89 he was canadian authorities pointed him out uh in 89 they mm. they started investigating him in 1990 then they they they've interviewed him a couple of times and he said uh he denied any involvement in war crimes 
He suggested during a 2001 interview with the Justice Department in 2001, he was threatened with death if he refused to work as a guard. You don't show up, boom, boom. Mm. I mean, it was the only way for him to stay alive, according to him. Um, fascinating. And they finally, I mean, now it's he's worked at these. He, While it was it's not clear that he was doing what he was ordered, he did work at the concentration camps and appears to have uh, assisted greatly really uh, in the death of of Jews. several people yeah mm. wow it's hard to believe in 2018 they're still dealing, sure dealing with is. that that's amazing i think they said he's the last one didn't they uh, i don't know last I mean, they, known one uh, last that's known possible. nazi that i know but he they said that when he came to the us um you know that uh he told investigators <laughs> in 93 another in another interview that he would have never received his visa if he told the truth. Well, yeah, no kidding. Well, duh. But he's, they claimed that he kept in contact with uh, other Nazis that came to the U.S. under the same pretenses as he did. Jeez. So is he the last one? I, I Probably. But I don't know. If he's not, they're all pretty old. Um, and, and it would pretty much seem like if we're, down to the, yeah, if, we're down, if we're down to this guy, I mean, I'm guessing that the, the Nazi hunters are – they're pretty thorough, mm-hmm. so I mean they probably got a pretty good, a pretty good eye on anyone that's actually left. Yeah, um, I think that they, it's been so long that this guy. I mean, we mm-hmm. we found out how many so many years ago, and we still it takes all this time to get rid of him. Amazing, it's crazy. I mean, seventy three years since the war ended. Seventy three years. That's crazy. It took that long. Guy was a young man when he came here. Yeah, he and his wife purchased a house near LaGuardia Airport in their twenties or in early thirties. Sixty-six. Wow, and had probably a pretty decent life here in the United States. Yeah, yeah. after being responsible for the death of who knows how many people. Uh, really amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, you're Catholic, aren't you? Uh, have you been following the scandal at all? I have a little bit, yeah. I mean, I know you're pretty much a godless animal at this point, but you I'm gonna say this is I breaking mean, news. <laughs> well, I've, I've technically you are Catholic. I've gone, you know, I mean, I've gone to a lot of different churches in my life. Yeah, have you? They don't like me uh, to stick around for no, some reason. I can see say, why. Like, yeah, during but, services. Or I mean, at night? both my, you know, both my uh, in-law families in uh-huh. my life have been really strong Catholics, and you know, I mean, my oldest son went to Catholic school for most of his mm-hmm. most of his school life. Well, in and, fact, uh, didn't they recruit him to a Catholic school in high school? No, <clears throat> no, that would be illegal. <laughs> high schools don't. That would have been wrong. They don't. High schools they don't, don't recruit. Do that. What do you mean? We chose that Catholic high I school see. because of I the because you moved. educational and religious okay. values that that school had. And <laughs> darn the okay. luck! Wouldn't you know they had a great football team? Ha! Huh. And so it was just well, it was that just, just luck of the nicely. draw. Yeah, that just a nice coincidence. Yes, is all that Thank was. Thank you. So, oh my gosh, how dare you! Have you been following the scandal I mean, at all? It's it's bad. It's bad. This it's time. really bad. I mean, it was bad last time. It seems yeah, like I it's I worse. I, I think it only seems like it's worse because there's so much social more media. Out there. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, although the thousand kids in Pennsylvania thing over seventy I years know. is really something. I know. And look, my father-in-law went to school, a Catholic school, all through uh, all through his school life in Philadelphia, and uh, you know, I mean, he talks about how strict. The schools were the nuns, the priests. They all, you know, mm-hmm. the whole works. Um, never talked anything like this. Uh, you know, nothing ever mm-hmm. bad happened to him that I'm aware of. 
but he talked about how tough it was and how strict they were and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the life he had through. And he's, you know, definitely a devout Catholic. Yeah. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I think this current thing has shaken some people because, you know, here it is again, yeah. and they didn't they didn't root it out the first time. Um, no, and so, it's, a, it's a mistake for the for the Catholic hierarchy to still sit behind their walls over there. Uh, they need to be here in the States, I think. Yeah, I, I think they need to take some extraordinary action yeah. this time. Because um, there's a, a video now from the website of the uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General where three victims talk about their experience, yeah, and so. here's what they say. My name is Robert Corby, and I'm 83 years old. Sean Doherty, 48 years old. Carolyn Fortney, 37. Look at that. I grew up in a small western Pennsylvania town, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I grew up in Bethlehem. And Hot, which is like right behind Steel High High School, Steelton area. I was groomed starting young. The day I met him, I was, I was around 18 months old. They targeted me because I was fatherless. I was in my diaper and I ran out and ran right to him. We, we were taught, I mean, the priests and the nuns or God. I just think like the word God makes me think of him and I just <laughs> You're being groomed to get used to uh, a grown man's hands, you know, on you regularly. So he would always have his hands on me. When you have the priest um touching you every day. You know, that's a hard memory to uh to have first thought of an erection that you have in your life is by the hands of the priest. All of a sudden he was gone. Father Karczyk in my eighth grade year was just up and moved with no notice, no anything. The town was devastated. Everybody loved him. They haven't found help yet. He abused it. And the church covered it up. Who would have believed me? A priest? In 1948 or 47? would abuse you or do that? Never heard of such a thing because they covered it up. Mm. It doesn't ever go away. It, It has an effect on you for the rest of your life. And I'm a survivor. This is not a vendetta against the church. We're called survivors for a reason. These are people that these priests ruined their lives and they still, at 83 years old, still affects him. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I've, like, my whole life has been a lie. Has, has absolutely destroyed me. Mm. Wow. That's pretty powerful. That sure is, man. <laughs> and that shows you wow. the, uh, it, sh- it shows the, Length and breadth and depth of the situation that was happening in 1947, yeah. and this 83-year-old man was subjected to it. And look, that's Sad. that's wow, that's uh, you know predators and molesters. I mean, they mm. they delve on your trust, right? Yeah, the trust yeah. of your family, the trust of your friends, the trust of you, mm-hmm. and then gradually, in the end, that trust is completely shattered, mm-hmm. and. You're ended up with no trust for anyone ever again. 
or at least very difficult to have. And uh, it's frightening. Yeah, it is. It's frightening. It's, it's, you know, so where, how do they, I don't even know don't how know. they get to the bottom of this to, to root this out and stop it. Because it must be in the culture of the seminaries now where some of these guys come through it and and get into the system. I mean, and you saw that it's not just, you know, for forever we thought it was uh, the priests with the little boys, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously not. Yeah, not all. Uh, not all. Know, so, yeah, that's the culture of the entire, the, the whole damn thing. Yeah, it's interesting, too, that the word uh, pedophilia is never introduced into these stories uh, or homosexual pedophilia. Which they claim kind of doesn't exist. Well, uh, some of these people would say otherwise. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's not it's not about the the religion. It's about rooting out some of the people within the religion, and and changing the culture that allows some of these people to rise to these positions and get next to these kids. It's and, a hard problem to to, to and, get a grip on. Oh, and you're breaking. You know, you have the, a the trust issues, and you have the silence. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants. To, nobody. Oh, yeah, nobody wants to talk about it. Shamed. And when you're aged out of the priest, doesn't like you anymore. He's moved on to Billy. Uh, you know, you're you're just yeah. a wreck. You're already wrecked. Yeah. And who do you say? Even if it now that it now that whatever you've been kicked to the curb mm-hmm. by the priest. Uh, or the nun, or whoever the, the the issue you had with, whoever was molesting you, who's going to believe you now? You got no proof. You got none of that. I mean, it's really ugly. And I, I mm-hmm. you're, I mean, really feel a lot of me. people smarter than me. Hopefully, will be able to solve the problem. But I don't know how Hope the so. heck you do it. Yeah, but they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to. This time, there's going to have to be some changes in the way they deal with this. I think from the Vatican, they're going to have to, like like Glenn said yesterday. The Pope should be on a plane and yes, come to Pennsylvania. I agree with that 100%. I do too. I mean, I, I think uh, that would help a lot. The whole, I mean, they should have. The, that would show he, how seriously he's taking the situation. Yes. You know, I, I completely cleared my schedule and here I am. Let's deal with this. 888 Um, You know, there recently were two tragic officer involved shootings one where officers uh, fatally shot an innocent bystander and in another a hostage was killed now we don't say this to be critical of law enforcement because they're great the vast majority but i'm telling you this because there are trained those are trained professionals and they train for these scenarios thoroughly but still sometimes there's tragic outcomes. So what does that say for the rest of us who go shooting once a month or whatever? Maybe twice a month. Uh, in my case, you know, maybe once a decade. You, you can fix that, though, so that you're not unprepared, so that you're not undertrained. And you don't have to spend the rest of your life, you know, continually thinking about a moment where something went radically wrong. iTarget Pro allows you to practice inside your home uh, with their proprietary app, your smartphone, and then there's a bullet that comes with the system or, or a laser that comes with the system that you put into the gun instead of the bullet. And then that detects where your shots are landing on the target. It's really a cool system. It's a lot of fun. And it's going to save you money on ammo and range fees and driving to and from. Right now, save even more, 10%, when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com itargetpro.com You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 
888-900-3393. And a Pat Unleashed on Twitter uh, from the prolific Judy Chapel. He tweets, did Stevie Wonder just accuse the world for giving her cancer? Aretha, yes. Actually, he did. Well, it's clear now. We must destroy the world to protect ourselves from cancer. Uh, Martin Martian Flatulence <laughs> tweets out, uh, for the record, if you're wearing nipple clamps and bareback pants... And you tell me to feel the love. I'm not interested. Oh, hate. And I'll probably run the other way. Just saying. <laughs> Why the hate? Right. Why the intolerance? Makes me sad. I still want to know where you got your nipple clamps. Makes me sad. Yeah, I'm like I'm going to tell you. So everybody is wearing. That guy's already stolen my idea. Okay. Whatever, man. Um, for the first time in a really long time, Michael Jackson's Thriller is not the top-selling album of all time. Huh. It's actually The Eagles' greatest hits, 1971 to 75. That album has always been a huge seller in top five, but now it's uh, actually become the number one-selling album of all time. Hmm. Uh, it was released in 1976, and now it's 38 times platinum. Wow. So platinum is a million sales, I think, right? I think it's sales, it's album sales, sales of 1 million. So that's 38 million it's sold, just that one album. Uh, five times more than Thriller. Hmm. The last time they tallied, uh, the RIAA tallied sales for Greatest Hits was 2006, and it was only 29 times that, platinum. That then. doesn't count Greatest Hits. I've always kind of wondered about that because yeah, it like is that. sort of cheating. Where's Joshua Tree on that from you too? You got the top five? I don't have the top five. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Look it up. See if you yeah. can find it, because I'd like to know. Because there was a while where... It, it's now uh, Eagles Greatest Hits and then Michael Jackson Thriller. And it is kind of unfair, I think, yeah, to I put like a Greatest Hits album in there. Yeah, it's a little unfair. But right. everybody's Greatest Hits albums could be in there if you know they sold that well, right? So, so yeah, let's see here. Let's see, Eagles Hotel California... See that's that's number oh, three. Oh, that's the list. number. Th- so they've got the number one and number three selling albums. You mean ever. they have number three because <laughs> of the greatest hits? Uh, <laughs> asterisk. Anyway, all right. So number four is on this list. I'm looking at uh, this is a mental floss thing. Billy Joel Greatest Hits Volumes One and Two. Wow, that's See? double asterisk. There you go. There we go. Led Zeppelin Four. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So so now it's we're one really with, uh, Stairway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Pink Floyd's Wall. Ick. ACDC Back in Black. Okay. Garth Brooks, Double Live. Garth Brooks, wow. I don't know, Double Live. Ick. Hootie and the Blowfish, Clack Rear View. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hootie everybody the... owns that album. Hootie and the Blowfish and are in the top 10? nobody to it anymore. <laughs> yeah, 21 million. I, I liked Hootie and the Blowfish yeah, back too. in the day, yeah. but I can't believe they're one of the best-selling albums of all time. Fleetwood Mac. Is rumors? Boston in there? Anywhere? Uh, like their, their hmm. debut album? Where is... They're not on there yet. Shania, Shania Twain is a uh, come on over number eleven. Huh. Uh, Beatles number twelve. Which Beatles? Yeah, uh, you know the White Album, if you will. Okay, I will. The uh, Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Wow, we're getting pretty low on the list. <laughs> Whitney Houston, Bodyguard Whitney soundtrack. Whitney Houston. Here's Boston at seventeen million. Their first. Album. There you go, seventeen million. At and one see- point, at most points, that was the biggest selling debut album yep. ever. Yeah, okay. Uh, Elton John, Greatest Hits. Garth Brooks, No Fences. Uh, hmm. Let's see here. So the Beatles. Hmm. Uh, no Connells on that list? 
<laughs> I will beat you with my <laughs> laptop and leave the room. You'll also notice, though, no foreigner either. Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, wow. BG, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti. Okay. Metallica. Ick. Um, And mm-hmm. that's the top 20. Huh. What? Joshua Tree. When I Not was even in, college, in the top 20. When I was in college, Jeez. I had I cut out this little, you know, this little USA Today on the front of each section, the little fun graphic at the bottom corner. Mm-hmm. I cut it out because, like, it was in the top five albums of all time. I was a total nerd, still am. But mm-hmm. I don't know why it's not. What What the heck, USA what Today? What happened to it? I it, don't know. All these others apparently passed it up. And Octune Baby is better anyway, so there you go. So there you have it. Huh. Uh, but kind of interesting, uh, the Eagles... I just, I don't know that there's ever been a better, more talented band than the Eagles. Last night, I was just watching a live performance of uh, of theirs when they got back together in the 90s. And, you know, they all sat there with their guitars, like five or six of them in a row. And then they also had an orchestra behind them. And Don Henley's voice is just unbelievable live. Hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, just a super talented band. Um, so, best-selling American band of all time, the Eagles. And you know, while Don Henley is probably as ludicrously left-wing as Stevie Wonder, at least he didn't attribute Aretha Franklin's cancer <laughs> to global warming. Right? <laughs> Jeez. Oh boy. I mean, insanity. You bet. But there's all kinds of insanity from everybody on the left. Uh, last night, the MTV VMAs were broadcast. And uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. You have any idea who Tiffany Haddish is? Nope. I don't either. Um, but they got up and uh, they were, I guess they were doling out the, the awards. They were some of the presenters. Ooh, that was... Ooh, yeah! Ooh, in your face, Trump, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you got him, Kevin. Whoa! He won't recover from that one anytime soon. He also uh, said you can kneel at the VMAs, which is also really funny and clever. Oh, you didn't. No white man going to stop you. But that's okay. You You could talk about white people like that, and you can... You go ahead and throw that out and disparage them, and and that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that in my daily life. Just, I'm going to start telling my kids it's okay to uh, bash white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know what? Uh, Go ahead down the toy aisle. No white man's going to stop you. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody even watch MTV anymore? I I rarely hear of the VMAs or anything that's ever happened at at MTV because. they don't even do music videos anymore, do they? That I yeah, like I think reality it's the TV shows now. now uh, it's pointless. I don't know why they even. I mean, have ki- it. I think kids would be blown away that MTV ever played music videos, and that's by the way, what what the name of the that's where the name of the channel came from. Music video, MTV music television. Television. There you go. So then the videos, music television just, just videos. That's right, man. Hey, so check it out. Christian uh, Christian in my ear just said, MTV is what you watch when you go to a foreign country. See, that's why I don't leave this country, so that I'm not somewhere where I feel compelled to watch that. Mm. Oh, boy. So bad. You know, a lot of parents are in the habit of blocking stuff like MTV 
on, yeah, we on did. their TV. Yeah, so mm-hmm. your kids don't run into it. We did. Hell, I just want to block it just for myself so I don't accidentally skip through and land on it. I, I don't think it's even blocked anymore because nobody goes there. So <laughs> there's no danger yeah. of anybody ever stopping yeah. on MTV. I mean, and let's be honest. If there's no quality programming like Beavis and Butthead, there's really no reason to have MTV anymore. <laughs> yes. Am I right? Yes. Ain't no white man going to stop you from watching Beavis and Butthead, Pat. <laughs> so. Are you sure? Well, are you sure? Better not. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, man, there is a big shakeup going on at the uh, Miss America pageant, which I just hate to see because uh, such a tremendous organization, and we're all so fond of it. Uh, Gretchen Carlson has really put the hammer down, apparently, on the whole pageant process, and everybody in the pageant program. Well. Uh, the current Miss America just called her out as a bully. Hmm. And 19 former Miss Americas just joined her in that. <laughs> what a week for the Me Too movement. Huh? I know. <laughs> yeah, you got that. And then you got the Aja Argento accusation. She paid off some some guy $380,000. Oof. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Have you noticed that Netflix deleted all their user reviews? Oh, all that uh, time Jeffy's wasted now. Yeah. It's, for the past decade, if you had a Netflix subscription, you had the ability to leave reviews of everything you watched. From Penguins of Madagascar to the X-Files, Stranger Things, whatever. This weekend, apparently, Netflix changed the way users interact with its site by closing its review section and deleting every review any user had ever posted. Hmm. Company has been notifying its customers of the change and stopped allowing new reviews to be posted to its boards on July 30th. I I never used it, but I mm-hmm. did. I mean, I never posted any reviews, but I sometimes checked out what other people thought of it. It's kind of helpful. You're a follower, huh? <laughs> I mean, you got to let your voice be heard, Pat. <laughs> I didn't really care enough <laughs> to let my voice be heard on right. those. Um, net. <laughs> Netflix customers were able to leave reviews on Netflix.com until mid-2018 when reviews were removed due to declining use. So everybody else was just sponging on everybody else, just like I was, I guess. But, I see, but, but think about it. Most of the time you're watching it at your TV. Yeah. You're not going to sit there and go, you know what? That was so good. I'm going to go log into my account on my laptop. No, you're not going to go that. there and type up the deal. No. Yeah, no, you're not going to do that. Because uh, that would be... Even more of a waste of time than binging on Netflix shows yeah. one after another. However, how about a challenge of writing a review with your Roku remote? Just kind of each letter, <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> I, space. Well, ding, you could ding, ding. do the voice thing, and then that oh, would be a little faster. Look at you, hip right? man with That's right. I do know cool that much, at gizmos. least. Uh-huh. You're not just about tutus and nipple clamps, nope, are you? No, that's right. No. Wow. I, man, I am huh. diverse. Yeah? Believe me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is spread to America, which I love. In, in China, they're embedding chips in people. 
um, with regularity now. And it's good to know that in uh, Wisconsin, River Falls, Wisconsin, the headquarters of Three Square Market, a technology company that provides self-service mini markets to hospitals, hotels, company break rooms, they have also started to chip their employees. 80 so far. And they couldn't be happier about it. They no love it. way in hell. They love the chip. Look, even if this isn't the mark of the beast, which, you know, <laughs> some of us yeah. are concerned about. It's like the minor leagues of it right here. Yes. But even if it's not that, it's still, is it a good idea to let them put things into your body? Nope. Especially things with... That could be uh, GPS locators, especially things that, you know, they have all of your information inside this and they can access it whenever they want to. Could that be hacked? I, the The employees love it because it provides them access to the building. They just swipe their hand over the over the scanner and they get entry into the building. They just scan their hand at the break room and they get whatever food they want and it's automatically deducted from their account. Um, the microchips also, um, they also are able to run on just the power from an RFID reader when it requests data from the chip. So there's no battery power involved at all. And they're just in there and you just leave it there. You can log on to your computer, buy food and drinks, uh, do your banking with it. Are there any problems that could come from this? Anybody seeing? No, surely not. It's convenient. It's, look. That's how they get us. Yeah. For, you know, for, I think, while we were growing up hearing about the Mark of the Beast, I think... At least my impression was you're going to be forced into this. Somebody's going to make you. Somebody's going to say, oh, this is the mark of the beast and you're going to wear it. Hmm. Well, yeah. no. I, yeah, you're right. Isn't that kind of how you thought yeah. it would go? No. We're going to be willing participants in it because they're going to say, hey, you know what? This is not the mark of the beast. That's stupid. This is going to improve your life. This is going to make things a lot more convenient for you and could even save your life because on this chip, we can we can monitor your vital statistics. So if you let's say you have a heart attack, this will call nine one one for you and send them your vital stats so that they're prepared when they get there. They already know what's going on. Huh. That's great. What if your children are kidnapped? Well, if they have one of these chips in them, we'll be able to locate them with GPS. Hmm. Well, that's convenient. Huh. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, give me one. See, but this is it. You know, the companies now. The government later. Uh huh. Well, the, that's the thing. Your pets now, your kids later. That's you just the thing. Want to ease ease you into it, accepting it, and then you know it'll be a thing where people just have that that they take to the grocery store. You don't keep uh, a lot going on with your wallet and stuff like that. You know, you 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 mm-hmm. walk around with the bare minimal, mm-hmm. and how convenient would that be? Super convenient. It would. It'd be great. And so many people, the same people like in the videos that we play here, you know, on college campuses or at that stupid parade are going to be like, oh yeah, I want to I want to have no problem going to the grocery store. I don't want to have to mm-hmm. worry about a wallet or keys. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Your, your, key, your car doesn't even need a key in the ignition anymore. Yeah, mine does because it's old and clunky, but that's not the point I'm making. Right. And eventually, 
we'll be the last ones to be like, uh, I guess I better get this or else I'm not going to be able to go to Kroger because the government, boy, Venezuela would love that right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can imagine. I mean, the chip in your hand could probably just unlock your door and start it. Mm. Start your car with the chip in your hand. I mean, you could do all kinds of things with this. You already have the key in your pocket and it unlocks the door in most modern, most new cars from, I don't know, 2010 on. Uh, and then, you know, you can start it remotely. You could probably do that with your chip. Mm-hmm. It just makes everything so much better. And everybody thinks, well, I don't care if they're tracking me. I'm not doing anything wrong anyway. That's how dumb we are. And we <laughs> just keep doing this stuff to ourselves. I am the most technologically um, adverse and apparently English language as well person out there. And yet mm-hmm. I can control my house um, air conditioner. I can control my garage door. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like I'm forgetting something else. But from my phone. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. And I'm the guy that says, "Don't do that, don't do that." But yeah, I'm gonna. Oh my gosh, you're the guy. You're the kind of guy who didn't even want a toll tag because check you'd... this out. Yeah, right, right. I want to toss coins. I'd rather slow down and toss coins in there, which isn't even an option anymore. But that's beside the point. I go like if I'm watering my plants or whatever, and the garage is closed. All right, so and I need to get in there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to walk all the way around. The keyboard only works half the time outside. I know. First world problems, right? Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Oh, look. I got my phone in my pocket. Let's go to the garage door app, and now I'm in. Because it's convenient. Wow. And it is. <sighs> it makes life easier. Makes life better. Will that always be the case? I don't know. I doubt it. Look how far we've come in such a short amount of time now. How much further could we go if things don't happen the way we expect them to. It could be really bad. So just know that this is probably coming to a company near you, maybe even yours, soon. Now, I remember talking about this about 18 or 19 years ago with VidAngel. Do you remember that company? Oh, yeah. The the Florida company was making headway was for a while. late 90s, yeah. Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. They were pumping out these chips and implanting them in people. And there was a long line of people that wanted them. Mm-hmm. They wanted them because it was so convenient. And say for your kids, implanted them in, the, in your children, and then we'll know where they are if anybody kidnaps them. Or wouldn't it be great if they're out on a date and you don't know where they are, you could locate them and go find them. I mean, a lot of benefits. Just make your life easier. Uh, pretty soon robots will make our lives easier. Found this video too uh, yesterday. This is amazing. Of a video from a robot that they apparently made that walks just like a human being. I've never seen this before. No oh boy. Um, do we have the video? Let's see. Look at this robot and watch the way it moves. Look at this. We're just like a man. <laughs> okay, it doesn't have a face, but other than that, walks just like a man. Except that's fake. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were pretty blown away by this initially, and then it turns out, yeah, that's that's not an actual not robot. So, so uh, apparently, we're not quite there yet, which is maybe good news. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Give it five minutes. But yeah, wait five minutes and we might be there. Uh, 888 thirty three ninety three. 
and uh, at Pat Unleashed on the Twitter sphere. Losing weight and keeping it off can be really tough. And uh, once you hit a certain age, it gets even tougher because your metabolism slows down and you're not as active and you got those aches and pains and so you don't want to be as active. There's something that can help you with that and it's called Riduzone. What is it? It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took OEA out of olive oil and that's what boosts your metabolism and helps reduce your appetite. So if you're not thinking about food all the time, that helps a lot. And then to have your metabolism sped up is obviously going to be beneficial. It's time to give Riduzone a try. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Order it today at Riduzone.com. And when you enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns Hi. on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, some breaking news here: Michael Cohen has apparently, tentatively, reached a plea deal with the FBI. What does that mean? Is he gonna produce more stuff about Donald Trump? Michael Cohen. This is his attorney, Trump's yep. attorney. Mm, yes. And they've tentatively reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors. Uh, so I don't know what that means for Donald Trump, but we'll we'll see if he's got anything. Um, I'll tell you what it Everybody means. Everybody says he knows where all the bodies are buried. It means expect a tweet storm from the Oval Office tonight. Oh, it definitely means that. <laughs> <laughs> Five? What's, oh. what's the over-under on how many Donald Trump tweets about Michael Cohen today? Oh, about Cohen? Yeah. Or, no, 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 no. Hang or on. about the whole... No, 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 no. no. He diverts. He's going to find a diversion. Something else like... I don't know. He might directly okay. go after him. Well, Sometimes yes. he does. He might do that, but then it will be a series of tweets about yeah, something, something 90 degrees away. Pay attention to this over here. Mm-hmm. Don't look at that. So can we just go over-under on how many tweets from this point forward until, let's say... Hmm. What, until midnight tonight? We want to just do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so midnight tonight. So we got... Uh, Over or 10 under something? 10? Oh, uh, under. Definitely under 10? Under. Yeah. yeah. I'll say under 2. I'm going to say... 10's probably too many. I'm going to say we're going to set it at <laughs> uh, at 6, and I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take exactly 6. They'll be exactly 6. Wait, you can't bet right now. you got to... <laughs> You know what? No, it's six and a half tweets. You know what? I'm not going to play that game. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're doing that. You're doing that a couple of weeks here with our over under picks, uh, NFL picks. When Stu joins us, we'll worry about that then. Um, yes, sir. Asia or Asia? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Argento, this actress who's who's accused now of sexually assaulting a young man who was 17 years old, hadn't turned 18 yet, and this happened supposedly in California. Um, she paid him. She is one of the leaders of the Me Too movement. She claims to have been raped by uh, Harvey Weinstein. And then it turns out that she also 
was accused by somebody of sexual assault. Wow. I mean, that's, it's just incredible. This Hollywood thing is unbelievable. Take a day off of raping each other. Please, for the love of heaven, stop it. So she supposedly paid him $380,000 to keep quiet. Now she is uh, actively denying any sexual allegations levied against her. And she said that her late boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain, paid her accuser, Jimmy Bennett, because the then couple considered him dangerous after he asked for financial assistance. She said, I strongly deny and oppose the contents of the New York Times article dated uh, August 20th, 2018. It's circulated also in national and international news. Uh, I'm deeply shocked and hurt by having read news that is absolutely false. I have never had any sexual relationship with Bennett. Isn't there a picture of them in bed together? Yeah, it looks like it's definitely in a hotel room. And uh, it's hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd seen them actually together in bed. Uh, but she says there was no sexual relationship whatsoever between the two of them. This yeah. whole thing is fascinating because um, the other main Me Too person, leader in this in this movement, Rose McGowan, how has she treated those men who have been accused? Pretty viciously, right? And when people say, hey, wait a minute, what about due process? Yeah, they weren't thinking about that when uh, they were molesting other people. Yeah, if a few men get caught up in this, so what? They deserve it. Those kinds of things. Here's what she t- tweeted about uh, Asia Argento. Um, none of us know the truth of the situation, and I'm sure more will be revealed. Be gentle. <laughs> hypocrisy. The unmitigated hypocrisy it's, of these people. It it in a normal world that would be stunning, wouldn't it? But 2018. That's par for ah. the course. Ah, of course, that's what she said. I mean, it's of 2018. Course. Oh, oh, well, now that you said that, now it's not as big of a thing. Hmm. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, it's flabbergasting every day to, to see what comes out of these people's mouths. It, it's really amazing. Um, Antifa, by the way, now, is calling for the formation of a red army to annihilate their enemies. Oh, Good. Good stuff. Things are getting better. The increasingly violent Antifa group, Red Guards Austin. And that's the good thing. It seems like they're based in Austin, (laughs) Texas. Wonderful. Isn't that great? They're now calling for the formation of a Red Army. In a recent blog post they published and shared from their Facebook account, this far-left extremist group said the following. Okay, keep in mind, it's on Facebook. Um, Facebook has vowed to crack down on hate speech and violent rhetoric. Hey, far be it from us to promote any kind of uh, nastiness in America. We want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So we're shutting down Alex Jones, and we're going to shut down PragerU. Oops, that was just in an accident. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was like <laughs> yeah, a. It didn't actually violate our standards. Never mind. The, the, fl- the switch got flipped accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. Like somebody just, bumped into it. Somebody ran into it. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't know until eight days later. Uh huh. So here's what uh, they posted on Facebook We encourage the formation of paramilitary organizations on two levels. The first being those who are mainly unarmed, 
but are prepared and trained to carry out fist fighting or using blunt weapons like axe handles or flagpoles, as well as shields and basic armoring. The second level is the more advanced embryo of a Red Army, which is trained militarily and operates as soldiers all the time, engaging in production and mass work among the proletariat and the oppressed nation's peoples. Wow. First of all, the communist rhetoric here, the Red Army, the proletariat, the oppressed nation's peoples, these are all, it's all commie speak. And they're putting together an army. Hello, Facebook, anybody? Anybody care about this? Then they advocate for sustained physical confrontation against anyone they believe to be fascist. It's time for Austin to stand up. Shake off bad leadership trying to impose itself on anti-fascism and come together under a better model of actual resistance and not token performance. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. If all they've been doing up until now is token, Mm -hmm. uh, we're in for some trouble here. When we organize and lead actions, the fascists do not march every step they take, is met with physical confrontation, and they're bombarded from all sides. They conclude the post by reaffirming their commitment to terrorism and they say they're they're prepared to annihilate people they believe to be fascists or collaborators. On the basis of our principled united front work, fascists and their collaborators can be drowned out, run out, routed, beaten bloody, and even annihilated. These are our principles and we aim to hold them to the very finish. Oh my gosh. Now might be a good time Mm -hmm. to think about the Second Amendment and your right to protect yourself. And iTarget Pro might be a good way to uh, uh, brush up. Um, I'm just saying. By the way, on their post, uh, they also put um, the phrase communist militia groups, red guards, communist militia cells are currently active in six U.S. cities. Uh, Do they want to tell us where? uh, They don't, apparently. But how is this okay on Facebook, for one thing? How is this okay to the left, for another? Now, these are the people that uh, Donald Trump was talking about when he said, hey, there's bad people, good and bad people on both sides. Okay, he's been flogged ever since for that. He's been beaten... For about a year and a month now on just because he said there were, well, he was talking about the Antifa people who were there. They are bad. There were bad people. The good people that were there were just, you know, Republicans who got caught up in the, in the whole activity. They weren't all Nazis that were there. And that's what he was saying. But they, they won't look into it. They, they don't care about the truth. But like many Antifa groups, Red Guards Austin uses social media to recruit, radicalize, and mobilize other far-left extremists. This particular cell has almost 8,000 Facebook followers. While big tech companies have been systematically censoring conservatives and right-wing influencers, violent far-left groups are free, free to openly violate the terms of service. I mean, how is this not a violation of Facebook's rules? You're talking about beating people bloody and even annihilating them. Huh. 
Well, I but think... But that's okay. Don't worry about that, Mark Zuckerberg. This goes to prove the point that they're on the left, because if they're not being silenced by Facebook, then we know that they're a left group. So there you have it. Holy cow. That's uh, that's stunning. That's sick. Yeah. We got to spend some more time with this and look into it and maybe try to get somebody from Facebook on to clarify these rules that apply seemingly only to the right. Oh, no. Look at this headline. Here comes your social score from Facebook. Oh, yeah. Facebook has trust ratings for users, but it won't tell you your score. (laughs) That's great. (sighs) Again, they're a private business. Hey, look look for Pat Unleashed on Facebook and Twitter and even Instagram. Mm. Oh, boy. Wow. This is new reality, man. Yeah. All right. See you tomorrow uh, here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.